it's Eurobash and it's episode 40. What a milestone to reach once again, breaking through these boundaries like knives a true buller. But once again, we are joined by Noel McGrath, the Crown Prince of Porto. He is back after Chris Fields' fantastic guest spot last week. Noel is back to regain his throne. How I, didn't, are you, sir? I didn't like the abuse. I was very insulted with the abuse over in Portugal when I was editing this uh, last Monday. Did he hit your confidence? At a, like, no. Did he knock it like, while you were searching feverishly through Tinder? No. Good. No, I bring it, bitches. <laughs> How did you feel like you've calmed down? A lot of called himself the, the housewife's choice. Come on, get, get out of here. He's handsome. Still, are you eating while we're doing this? Yeah, yeah sorry, I'm that is it. fantastic. <laughs> that is professional. Sorry, um, hungry. Yeah, so just stop whenever you're ready. There, chewing into the. Um, but uh, yeah, so we had Chris on last week. A lot has happened since. A lot has happened. Continued to happen. In the world of MMA, we had Bellator 222 last weekend, plenty of talking points. We have a big weekend ahead with um, Bellator London, UFC Greenville this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And, of course, the we will be touching on Bare Knuckle FC, oh, Noel's favourite yeah. uh, combat sports platform at the moment, of course. There should be plenty of rants in this week's episode, and we are going to begin those rants at the very end of the headlines. But let's get started on them now. It's finally happened, Noel. Leon Edwards versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Yeah, we'll headline July 20th, San Antonio card. How do you feel about it? I'm very happy it's happened. Yeah, I'm delighted for Leon. We've been talking about this for quite some time in terms of him getting a big name and a big fight. And that is certainly a bigger name, in my opinion, than Jorge Masvidal, even though that shite should have been done um, (laughs) on (laughs) promotional purposes alone. Um, But this one, this is a big, big challenge for Leon and probably the biggest. Yes, it is the biggest of his career. And we will be hearing from Leon's brother, Fabian, who fights this weekend later on. He had some big things to say about that fight. Also, we have uh, Poland's Oscar Pojota has been booked to fight jiu-jitsu legend Rodolfo Vieira in his UFC debut. Uh, that's set for August. Uh, Pojota's coming off a loss to uh, Merchart, and Rodolfo Vieira is perfect 5-0 and so far in his uh, MMA career. I believe he was playing his trade with ACB the last time I saw him, or ACA, whatever they're called now. <laughs> um, Fedor Emelianenko signs a new multi-fight deal with Bellator. What do you think of that one, Noel? That's a bit... Uh, Yawn. I mean, coming off that last debate, or I think a lot of people thought we yeah, might have seen the just, last of them. Yeah, man, it's just, you know, Bellator at the moment for me, again, last weekend. You're, you're just seeing old guys that are, are sort of past it, and you obviously saw Chael Sonnen retire. That was my next headline. Um, Chael Sonnen retires, Noel. How do you feel about that? Um, sorry, <laughs> we're in the headlines. Uh, um, yeah, it's, it's about time. No offence to Chael or anything, but this has been a slow progression for the last five years, possibly. And it's, again, the same with Fedor, as you were talking about there. Um, how many people are really invested in seeing Fedor fight? I'm not so sure. And this tends to be um, the development strategy with Bellator, and I think they need to really sort of change something. It's interesting. Uh, Chael, to be fair, he's um, I, I see him as an innovator, as uh, selling fights in the fight game. I mean, this is a guy yeah. that maybe people didn't think had the most remarkable skill set, but marketing himself in a way that yeah. he was constantly a main event. He fought for two UFC titles. Um, you it know, was a matter of seconds away from from winning one of them. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I still remember that night vividly. Yeah, same. Um, when Anderson locked up that triangle. You see, one twenty nine, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, was that the rematch? I think it was. I think it was a re- we'll, we'll we'll double check that. We're not good months. at that stuff, but yeah, um, numbers are not our strong point. Farewell, Chael. Uh, thank you for all the Definitely. laughs and the LOLs and the headlines. A lot of people weren't happy with me calling him a legend of the sport when he retired, but. Uh, However, he is. He is. I agree with you in a certain 
Yeah, it's, it's not like I'm not trying to say he's the greatest aspects. fighter of all time. Totally agree with you. He was an innovator in terms of Definitely. what he did in terms of marketing himself. Uh, Shamil Abdurakhimov will take on Curtis Blades on the UFC 242 card. He rides a three-fight win streak into that, and of course, Blades is coming off that win against Justin Willis. Another Russian on that 242 card. Interesting. Um, Cage Warriors 108 revealed with a heavy Welsh class there. This is the first one without Jack Shaw in quite a while, of course. And as Shaw predicted... Um, Mason Jones is at the very front of that promotional uh, push, and we did expect that. He is a fantastic prospect at lightweight. I'm looking forward to seeing who they put in front of him. Um, bit of a weird one here. Mamed Khalidov arrested um, for his supposed or alleged involvement in the uh, importation of cars or something like that. Um, weird. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of, like, I've talked to a lot of Polish people since this was announced and they kind of said there was a similar thing with Materla a few years ago that turned out to be absolutely nothing but the Polish police like to kind of send an example that nobody is safe if you know what I mean they, they can get anyone <laughs> not that nobody's safe but like nobody nobody is above the law if you know what I mean yeah so um, we can get you yeah yeah absolutely um, and finally the Bellator card uh, has been announced today with some very strange news uh, a split main card so Three fights on Channel 5, two fights on Sky Sports. Um, I think this is a bad idea. Um, there's no casual crossover there. Like, I mean, people are just going to be watching on Sky Sports. Sky Sports aren't going to advertise. And now, for the rest of the card, go on over to Channel 5, which, of course, you highlighted on many occasions that Irish people can't even get, right? Like, I mean, it's not... It's, it's, it's largely, not, largely unavailable. If you're a Virgin Media customer in this country, you don't have access to Channel 5. So I am. Yeah, you, you don't have access to Channel That's 5. Right. So you could be watching this in Sky Sports, and it's just like, all right, let's go to a movie. Let's watch half the movie and not watch the second half. This yeah. is effectively what it's like. Absolutely ridiculous, again, from Bellator. If they really want to get this um, you know, market nailed down, they have to come up with a better TV strategy. And it's very frustrating, again, um, for the fans on this side of the pond, that they're going to be able to, you know, a large portion, they're only going to be able to consume the first part of this card which I believe is going to be headlined by Paul Daly and James Gallagher is going to be the the, the co-main event on, on the Sky Sports portion there's a lot um, of co-main and main events yeah, going on here it, it's it's ridiculous and I can't believe that Bellator have put themselves in this position I'll <clears> tell you one thing I'm, I'm a bit weird about as well right so everybody knows that Fabian is this big deal he, yeah. he is a huge deal um, he look when I interviewed him for this episode you you um, we hadn't got the information yet. We, we we assumed he was going to be on the main card, so apologize for that in advance. But um, to have a UK talent like that and to not put him on a TV broadcast, to not put Mike Shipman and Koslov and Stenis on this broadcast, just to sell that fight in the future, just at least one of them and show some clips of the other fight that happened, you know, how, how are people meant to get invested in this guy? Like, you're not going to get any casual people tuning in on the Bellator app. No one's going to be like, well, let's whip out the Bellator app here and randomly see what fight is on. Yeah, but I think I think we're at the point even now, whether, you know, obviously we will watch it, but there comes a point when there's just, you know, it are you going to just watch the, the UFC or are you going to watch Bellator? Or, you know, what are you going to watch? Are you going to watch Baron Uckle? There's a lot of decisions being made on Saturday night, and, and this further affects this decision by them switching channels. Mm. People aren't going to be arsed. They're going to stick to one and watch one and not have to go a big battle and watch the yeah. second portion of a card. So I think this could possibly put a lot of people off, and they'll, they'll just go and consume you know, a different organization or a different uh, fight platform, which, which many will. Sometimes I feel like I'm too harsh with Bellator, but then when I, t- when I tweeted that out today, seeing the reaction of it, like not one person was like, oh, yay, I love this. 
You know, not one person was like, this is great. And I even talked to some managers involved and, and some of the fighters today that missed out on places on these televised um, situations. And they're not happy about it. Like, they deserve, they des- these guys deserve a bigger platform. Like, and from what I hear, Melvin Manoff uh, commands a big payday there. So I guess he automatically has to show his value on on the card but, somehow. But, but Sky Sports must be frustrated by this as well. Sky must... I can't imagine um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna do them any favors when it comes to renegotiate. Like, are we gonna do have main cards here? Like, especially when you consider, I'd say the big the big event that's happened on Sky Sports so far is the Irish one. I'd say that was huge views. Easily. So I mean, this just isn't this just isn't gonna be the same. You know, no, it's not. And it's um, you know, it's a poor strategy. And again, how long has this been going on? And you know, I know we've seen the US events fair play to them for nailing down that slot in Sky Sports, but. These are the big ones the European fans want to see. And I think we look back at Bellator Dublin, we saw the traction online was, was absolutely insane for this week. Yeah. And I expect the online traction for this event to, to way surpass what the UFC are doing this Saturday night as well. Mm. And it's just going to be a bit of a letdown, I think, when the fans have to try and watch it on, a, on Saturday night. Yes, well, without further ado, let's go to our first interview of the day. It's Rafael Lovato. Oh, wait, hang on. I should actually talk about the fact that I was at the press conference last <laughs> week. My bad. Um, I was London. It was uh, hectic. It was like about a 20-hour round trip all, all in all. Hey, it was a lot of video encoding and uploading and everything. But lucky enough, my MMA fighting gang had my back there and they got everything up beautifully. Shout out to Jose and Casey and Danny. Thank you very much. But um, it was pretty uneventful. I guess it was a breath of fresh air. Um, but uh, I saw bits of it. Yeah, I mean, there was... Dustin's kind of boring, isn't he? Well, I, I think both guys just have a lot of respect for each other. And the way mm. press conferences have, have been trending, like, I mean, I think we needed a step back. Like, we can't be going out and, like, talking the same shit and pushing like, pushing the boundaries in terms of... Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, it was kind of a breath of fresh air in that in that sense. I was a bit disappointed we didn't get an interview with the guys after or a scrum. They um, didn't do an interview with a scrum? No, they did interviews with their partners. Yeah, yeah, but, I saw um, that, yeah. And uh, Nick Pete got a good, some good stuff out could be about Liverpool. I saw about um Yeah, I actually turned it off when I heard that part. <laughs> I'm not even lying. That was the only clip. He, but, na- um, he, na- he named the 2005 team. That yeah. was enough for me. See you later, Habib. But um, yeah, yeah. No, it was good. It was just, uh, you know, um, it, it's just a weird one having the press conference there in London at all. Like, and it didn't really occur to me until I spoke to Abby over there, and Abby was like, "Well, this is our market. You know, this is the EMEA market, and this would be." the main office of that situation. So Yeah, London will be their HQ, yeah. Um I saw a few people disappointed that uh they didn't ask about the pay per views, but I mean it's a BT Sport move there. Like I mean there's no one from BT Sport at these press conferences. And and to be fair, Sean Sheehan got onto the UFC last week and surprise, surprise, they have no answers. But yeah. it did come out during the, the broadcast uh, over the weekend during the Bellator broadcast, I believe. Or no, it couldn't have been that. Maybe it was two three eight that it's it, it is gonna be nineteen ninety five to yeah. buy that pay per view. How many are they going to sell? Five? Five. Five? I, listen, I, I, obviously I was away last week when, when I heard this news and I was staying off Twitter as much as I could last week um, just to, to get away from the madness. But, you know, I was absolutely appalled when I saw that. I think it's an absolute joke. Uh, we obviously have to pay for our subscriptions here for the channels. Mm. And then a pay-per-view on top of it. Like, this, listen, they haven't done a good enough job, BT Sports, in the first place, I think, with their uh, original programming. So I think first get that right, then... Um, once you start selling your original programming, if the sport and the demand is big enough, which obviously it is, but not for pay-per-view, then make a decision to do that. It's way too early in um, for the UFC to be doing pay-per-view fights um, on this side of the pond. Conor McGregor, maybe, yes. I- I'm not sure about anyone else. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I agree with all your points, my friend, my beautiful, beautiful friend. Um, right, so yeah, now I can happily move along. Um, Sorry, rant over. We'll be talking about Porto and all the beautiful Tinder delights at the last portion of the show, and we will be going into that in depth, of course. But up first now, it's Rafael Lovato Jr., um, a guy who my old Royal Grappling Academy friends would be a big fan of, an absolute yeah. jiu-jitsu legend. Um, he obviously takes on Gegard Musasi this weekend. It's a huge fight for him. Um, he's 9-0. He's had a fantastic run so far. He's putting it together with his hands as well as showcasing that fantastic jiu-jitsu ability. So really looking forward to this one. Obviously a huge step up. Great to speak to Rafael Lovato. Thank you so much to Dan uh, for setting this up for me. And we will be back in 15. Thank you. And now I am joined by the headliner for Bellator London. It is Mr. Rafael Lovato Jr. who takes on Gegard Mousasi for the middleweight title. Rafael, how are you? And thank you so much for joining us. I'm doing great. Just made it to London yesterday. Feels great to be here. Um, thanks for having me on. Do you do you kind of take a lot from your international experience in jiu-jitsu when you're traveling around like this? I mean, does this feel like any other competition for you because you've been around the world with your stellar career in BJJ? Um, I mean, this is obviously a little bigger than 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 that. Like, I mean, this has been a, a dream for quite some time. So, um, you know, there's a, a little bit of an extra inspire, you know, inspiration and motivation. Um, feeling that I have now, but uh, uh, definitely all the international competition. You know, I, I started traveling to Brazil and competing there when I was just 16 years old. So I'm very, very much used to you know packing up and and going somewhere else to to perform and uh, and you know feel the adrenaline in another place and and the different culture and everything. So. Um, it, it's nice to, it's actually a really cool feeling to do that now for MMA. So, uh, it's, it's sort of the same thing, but even, even extra fun, extra inspiration, you know, like I mentioned. So it feels awesome. You know, when you took off on this journey with MMA, there's so many people that are so skeptical when people transition uh, to, to, to MMA from jiu-jitsu, and, and you've obviously had a fantastic run. I mean, do you feel like you've uh, proved a lot of people wrong with the situation you're in now, w- without even winning the title, just what you've done so far? Because I certainly do. Um, well, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't really think about what you know, uh, the people out, I, I don't know, like as far as proving them wrong, I never, I never put that in my mind as something that motivates me. Uh, all I ever feel is just a lot of positivity from uh, the jujitsu community and, and people that support me and are behind me. Um, and then the ones that really know me know that I'm, I'm a martial artist. I'm not just a jujitsu guy. My whole life has been martial arts. I was training martial arts since I was, you know, able to walk. Uh, well, be- well before I ever uh, ever got involved in jiu-jitsu, you know. So I grew up in- into this, um, you know, uh, under my father, and uh, and so that's why I I started MMA was just to fulfill like my martial arts journey. Um, jiu-jitsu was definitely my my number one passion and what I dedicated my life to, but but it's just one one element of my life. Um, my life as a whole is, is, a, is that of a martial artist, not just jiu-jitsu. So um, the, the, those people that know me, you know, from training since I was a little kid and, uh, and really know my story, um, they, 
you know, they saw this coming, uh, more or less. Um, of course, it still feels a little surreal to be here, but um, it's, it's sort of always been the dream. Um, you know, it was just uh, kind of doing it at the right moment and doing it in a way where I, I would never look back in jiu-jitsu and say, oh, I wish I would have you know, stayed a little longer or done a little, done a little more, uh, you know, I'm completely satisfied with, with what I've done in jiu-jitsu and, you know, maybe started MMA a little later than what most would have, but, um, it all felt right. It felt like the right time. And, uh, and since, you know, coming on this journey, it's almost like I, I got to feel young again, you know, and be hungry and, and climb my way up all over again, the same way I did in jiu-jitsu. Um, and it's been an incredible ride so far. It actually makes a lot of sense what you're saying when you, when uh, you talk about being a, a lifelong martial artist because your striking is absolutely unbelievable. Um, you certainly don't look like a beginner when it comes to striking, but has that been uh, something you've been able to really hone in on since since transitioning over? Because I've been blown away what you've been able to do uh, in the stand-up sections of, of the fights. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously... Um, you know, I, I'm more comfortable on the ground, and that's that's where I'm I'm world class. Um, and, but I, I, every fight, every camp, I, I feel so much improvement um, and, and get so much more comfortable in what I'm able to do on the feet. Especially when I had a couple fights where, um, you know, I, I wasn't able to just get a quick takedown or something like that. I fought a good wrestler, and I had to had to stay on the on the feet a little longer. So that, that experience helped me. Um, but I. I I, you know, the first martial arts I did was, was striking arts. Um, you know, I used to box amateur whenever I was a kid and, you know, uh, just growing up under my father, like he, he was always uh, a believer in, in being a complete martial artist. You know, he came from a Jeet Kune Do background. And, um, and so, you know, Jeet Kune Do was sort of like the first mixed martial art. Mm. You, you, you studied all arts and you developed your own system of combat within each range. And, uh, and so whenever I was younger, I, 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 you know, loved to throw punches and kicks. It, it was, it felt good. And, and I've got to just tap back into that feeling, um, you know, and, and putting it all together and, and, you know, really discovering who I am uh, and how I like to move, you know, now, um, you know, taking all that experience and wrapping it into one, um, and, I, and I have a great team, you know, um, my, my striking coaches from Evolution Thai, um, they're amazing. They, they're, they're black belts from the shoebox lineage under Rafael Cordero. So they're, they're you know, they, they have the most, um, what I feel is like, like sort of a, a powerful system of Muay Thai. And my jiu-jitsu, the Hibeto jiu-jitsu, I feel like is this powerful system of jiu-jitsu and I get to put it all together, and it's just been a lot of fun, um, you know, uh, mixing it all and, uh, and and discovering new ways to to move and and you know do what I love. When you consider Gegard Mousasi, a lot of people see Gegard as one of the greatest middleweights in the world. A lot of people feel as though if he was in still in the UFC, he would be right at the top of that division, possibly even being the champion. Do you consider him? a big step up in competition. I know you've fought fantastic fighters up until this point, but is this a significant step up, do you believe? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's definitely, um, the, I mean, by far the best that I've fought, um, you know, and, and 
solidify himself as one of the best of all time in his, his weight class, 100%. I've been watching him for a long time. I've been a fan of his for a long time. Um, you know, I, I feel like I've been climbing ever, ever since the beginning. You know, uh, every fight I've fought has been a, a jump up in competition, and every everybody's had a lot more experience than me. And, you know, I've been, I've been the underdog, you know, and um, – you know, this is, this is it. I mean, I've, I've been climbing the mountain and he's the mountain top. Um, and you know, he's the peak and it's, it, for me, it's beautiful. It's perfect because I, I wouldn't want to just, you know, take one little step up to get to the top of the mountain. I want to, I want to, you know, have to look, look back and say, okay, there's no going back. You know what I mean? Like you were going all the way, all the way to the top, you know, I want to I want to defeat a legend to win the belt. You know what I mean? Uh, that's that's the way it should be. You know, uh, it should be the biggest test um, to to get that belt. And so it's perfect. Um, you know, uh, and and it's it's an honor to fight someone I have so much respect for, and you know, um, uh, carries himself as a martial artist the way he does. Uh, it's just been that much more inspiration for me and and. Uh, just giving me an incredible feeling, um, you know, and I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the challenge. We spoke about the development of your striking earlier, and I don't think anybody doubts that you have the advantage if this fight hits the ground, but do you feel there is a significant gulf in the striking, or do you do you believe you'll be able to match him there? I know Gegard has some fantastic K1 fights under his belt, but do you believe, like, in this rule set, you can match him on the feet? Well, I mean, it's an MMA fight, so... You know, uh, if it was a pure kickboxing match, I'd probably be a little more nervous <laughs> than, than, you know, what I am now. But um, you see it all the time, like the e- even grapplers, you know, g- great kickboxers who on paper have much better stand-up um, than their opponents, you know, who might even be a grappler. Once the threat of the takedown is, is there, um, you know, things happen. You're wearing little gloves. Um, you know, so it's not like I'm going out there with the mindset of, of, oh, I'm going to knock him out or, or anything like that. But, uh, um, you know, the, the goal is different. The goal is just to, um, you know, find the right opportunity, keep it close, you know, mix everything up as, as, as well as I possibly can, you know, just be the best version of myself. I don't, I don't go in there really comparing our striking skills necessarily. Mm. I'm comparing our our mixed martial arts skills, you know, um, which you know, once again, he's a great challenge. But I don't have to. I don't have to just wrap my head around. Okay, I got to go in there and, and box with him or, or kickbox right. or anything like that. So um, you know, uh, just like you know, he has his jab and he has you know a great great technical. Um, stand up and, and everything, um, you know, I have, I have at least the threat of, uh, of putting him on the ground. He has to be worried about that and, and um, you know, that, that can change things. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and this is a, a kind of a, a trend that's becoming more prominent, getting jiu-jitsu, like, you know, celebrated jiu-jitsu stars like yourself to MMA. We saw Rodolfo Vieira has signed uh, for the UFC recently. We have Gary Tonin in one championship. Um, 
you know what I mean? Do you do you still feel like BJJ is is, is one of the best be- bases, if not the best, for MMA? Because obviously, right back to the birth of the UFC, this is what we saw. Do you feel like it's nearly like history repeating itself with guys like you? Um, you know, I, I think anyone that's uh, uh, an elite level in any art can, can make the transition. Um, you know, really, you need to have you know, at some point you got to be complete. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um, I'm always going to be a believer in jujitsu and and, uh, an ambassador for jujitsu and and passing that on just because of of what the art means to me uh, on a like deeper, like spiritual level. I think there's certain things that you can gain through jujitsu and and spreading jujitsu for everybody. You know, not everyone can can go do Muay Thai uh, and 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 get hit in the face and you know do that for ten years you know what I mean um, and just like not everyone can can do that not everyone can go into a wrestling room and can, and can survive a wrestling room and really grow Jiu Jitsu you can have zero athletic experience you can just be you know a, a shy unathletic person with no friends sort of a you know, quiet person, whatever, and you can start jujitsu and really grow and, you know, have this community and, and, you know, sort of toughen you up. Um, and it just teaches you so much about life. And for me, it's, it's, it's the martial art that can, can be, you can give back to everybody, uh, in in a major way, you know what I mean? Um, striking arts that can be very difficult, uh, and wrestling, wrestling is amazing for MMA and definitely like, you know, whenever I have a, a son one day, you know, I want him to wrestle, you know, cause I want him to get that toughness. I want him to be able to do takedowns and grind. Um, but, um, you know, not the average person can't just go into a wrestling room and, and survive, you know what I mean? And do that long term. But I feel like jujitsu, it, it's for everybody. And so, you know, I'm always going to, preach jujitsu um as far as when it comes to actually competing in combat you know um you know i don't think i think anyone that reaches a world-class level in any art is going to be dangerous you know they're going to be dangerous when it gets into mma but definitely you have to have the compliment you know uh like wrestlers that can box those guys always do really well jujitsu guys that have muay thai can do really well, you know, jiu-jitsu guys that have great wrestling on top of it, okay, you know, anything, it's going to have to be at least a duo, you know, if not a trio at some point, um, right. but uh, for me, I'm always going to say jiu-jitsu, 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 yes. Right, well, final question, Javier, um, you know, you have reached the top of the ladder in uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, one of the greatest competitors of all time in that sport, um, how would this belt rank in comparison to the honors that you won in jiu-jitsu i mean would this be even bigger for you having transitioned across from jiu-jitsu or how would it rank oh it's really hard to put a to put a you know a rank on it um you know jiu-jitsu like i said my first passion and, and my first dream was to become a black belt world champion and it's hard to say that this is going to mean more to me personally than that. Um, you know, in the end, it's, it's, it's another dream. Um, you know, but I'm at a different stage of my life. And so obviously, 
at this point, like winning a second or another jujitsu world title would not be the same as this. Um, right. So now this is everything for me. Um, and, and for me, like looking at my whole life, the way this puts together my whole life, you know, that's something jujitsu can't do because that's just one element. This is everything. You know, I have in my corner, I have every martial artist teacher that I've ever had in my life is going to be there in my wow. corner. Wow. You know that's what I mean? Amazing. So it's like, you know, um, it, 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 it's a more rep, complete representation of my life's work. Um, and obviously career wise, uh, you know, it'll be the biggest night of my career. Um, but, uh, but personally the satisfaction, the emotion, the way I, I'm going to feel, uh, you know, it, it's going to be the same. It's just, I'm at a different stage. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be the dream come true. Rafael, thank you so much. It's an absolute honor to speak to you, and I cannot wait to see this main event. All the best, my friend. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And what a pleasure it was to speak to Rafael Lovato Jr. I'm really looking forward to that fight this weekend. A big championship fight for Europe. It's something that we always, always welcome. So thank you very much to him. Uh, Bellator was the big card last weekend as well, my friend. Um, did you get to watch it? It was uh, It was actually really quite good. I feel like I had good online traction as well in terms of... Uh, online in the UK and Ireland. Like, I saw a lot of people talking about it, probably the most since that Dublin card. Yeah, I didn't really consume what was going on on Twitter. Um, yeah. I watched the card. I thought it was a decent card. Yeah. A lot of empty seats, it seemed, in the upper tiers of Madison really, Square yeah. Garden, um, which I noticed. Uh, I was quite interested to see that, see what uh, kind of audience Bellator would pull in. Um, it was a decent card. It was, you know, again, I'm going to moan about, you know, Machida and Sonnen being matched. Um, it feels like we've we've just sort of sick of this kind of matchup with Bellator. Um yeah, you know, really good. It slowed it down. It slowed it down. It to be honest, you know. It did. And uh, yeah, it was obviously hard to see Chell take those two knees. Obviously, the first one and then the second one. Fair play, and we're staying in there yeah, after the first yeah, one. The first Jesus. one was was vicious. It was very well timed. Um, but let's start off at the very top of the card. Yeah. Uh, Roy McDonald and Naaman Gracie. <clears throat> I don't know if you saw it because this was an awful lot online. Um, people. To me, Rory still seems a bit strange. Like, totally agree. You know, I, was, I was gonna say this. People year. keep on saying, like, oh, it's, it's, it's all good now. And I'm like, no, it's it not. It looks like there's no killer instinct anymore. It, yeah. it's, it's, it's he's just missing something for me. And, and I know the commentary Mara and I goes, Oh, you know, he's back and no. No, but it's, even the way he's speaking, yeah. A lot of Jesus. And look, I like, you know, fair play to you if you love Jesus, but yeah. it just seems like his personality has become the evangelist rather than yes, the, the fighter. The psychopath that we that we, we used to know in the UFC. Yeah. And look, these fights are gonna change it, man. Getting being in wars are gonna change it and all that stuff. But what we're interested in is the fighting, right? Yeah. And um I can't Well really, has he been the same since Robbie Lauder? I don't think he has. Well he looked fantastic against um Lima when he first yeah, came into yeah, the Bellator. Yeah. It, it was really the last fight against Fitch, like to draw with Fitch all due respect to Fitch, but Rory McDonald, you're expecting Rory McDonald you to are. go through him. Definitely. Um there was passages in the name and Gracie fight where I thought there it is, where you know he's landing mm. big grounded shots on mm. him. But at the same time, um I d I don't know if he's the same dude anymore. I, I yeah, I think I would be happy to see him hang them up after after this, this Lima fight, yeah. if that's the way he, he's saying it, he it's not gonna be at the time that Coker says he wants it to be at, but I don't know. Like I, I, I don't believe that he's fully vested anymore. Yeah, I totally agree. With you. I think there's something missing in terms of performances that we we used to see from Rob, uh, from Roy McDonald 
in terms of maybe that real killer instinct, the will, the will to inflict damage and pain upon an opponent. I thought he was very dominant in large portions of that fight. I think he was in trouble maybe twice. There was a couple of heel hook attempts yeah. from, from from Gracie. I thought he dealt with the the ground stuff very well. Yeah. I thought he looked really really good uh, in his takedowns. But yeah, it's it's the, just that X factor, isn't it? That yeah. you, you just feel as though where's the exclamation mark? Yeah, exactly, one hundred percent. And and you know, I think when a guy starts doing that, and he's quite young, obviously as well, still. But he's been in those wars, and I think he's miles on the clock. We know it's about miles on the clock, and that lad's been fighting agreed, since he's two. Agreed, and yes, and I wouldn't have anything uh, wrong with Rory McDonald, you know, finishing off this tournament and then maybe calling it a day. Definitely, this is where I'm at with this. I think Liam is going to beat him in this rematch. Yeah, Liam has looked brilliant, man. You know, yeah. I'm I'm confident that he's going to get it done. But look at look at Liam's last performance. Look can you, can you remember how we felt about this fight the first time it was happening? Now we weren't saying Liam, Liam is going to get yeah. crushed or anything, but we were very confident that Rory would get it done. Yeah, 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 yeah. We and were. Just based on, even though he's win- he's advancing through this uh, bracket, I still I, I, like you know, and he's ha- he's not been have had horrendous results. Just based on um, what he's saying and everything like that, it just doesn't feel like he's going to win this rematch. You know, yeah. And I think if we look at what um, what Liam has done, it's been quite the opposite. It, it's been, you know, there's been that exclamation MVP. mark. MVP. The, the exclamation mark like, of exclamation marks. That, that was just an unbelievable finish. Um, and just the manner and the cold, calm, calculated manner in which he did it. I think, you know, that will stand to him in this fight going in against Rory McDonald. He'll have learned things from that, that, that fight against Rory. And I think Rory, as we've said, is on a little bit of a, maybe a slide. Yes, absolutely. Um, and moving on, we talked about Jail and, um, and the ultimate cheetah. Um, and thank you very much, Chael, for what you've contributed to the sport. Yeah, um, but the one thing I'll say for Leoto on this, it's, it doesn't really tell me anything about where he is. You know, no, again, this it, is what you're it, saying. Like, it, it's hard to again, know what they're fighting for here. Like, it's they're, they're just placed because they're names. Yeah, they're old. Maybe names. Leoto's looking at the winner of Machida and Rafael Lovato this weekend. You know, but but let's be honest. Like, I think. You know, but it, it didn't make if him advance his win. It doesn't do anything. He's there. He, mm. th- it's like Bellator signing these guys and their statues, and yeah, <laughs> you no. don't know where they're going to go, left or right. They're going to go forward. They're going to go back. What are they there for? They're there because they're old names of the sport. And to me, it's very frustrating. You, you know, build something, get a model going here. Say don't, like Fabian Edwards on a television exactly, event. That's maybe. what I'm saying. Push like. Be a young promotion. Give young promotion, you know, give these young guys a shot on the big stage instead of us constantly seeing these fights that, you know, I think a large portion of fans don't even want to see anymore. Uh, Dylan Dennis got a uh, a submission win. First round armbar against Max Humphrey revealed after the fact that he suffered an LCL injury. And as I believe John Kavanagh said on Ariel Hawani's show today that it was in his last training session. Um, he also called John Jones a bitch. Yeah. Um, and who else did he call out? Someone, Rory McDonald. Rory McDonald. Yeah. Um, look, he, he went in there, he had a, got a lot of eyes on the event, and he won. That's exactly what I expected. Chris Fields was talking about last week, absolutely expected this, uh, didn't think, you know, he was he was up to much against Max Humphrey. Um, you know, he, his takedowns were a lot better, his stance looks a lot more developed in terms of striking, but no surprises, uh, we'll yeah, say that. Not at all. I just, you know, the only thing I would like to see is, you know, if you're going to come out in a microphone and make comments like this, do it um, after a victory against a higher level opponent. I don't have any problem with the level of opponent, really. Um, it's just, I think it's because um, because Dylan's so inflammatory. I, I've no problem with the level yeah. of opponent, but I'm saying, you know. Treat it, treat it for what it is. Yes, treat it for what it is. Right, I, I understand, I understand. 
Um, Patrick Mix calls out uh, James God, Gallagher. He looked good, dude. Wow, it was a shock Whoa, win, man. Straight on 19, his back. 20 seconds. The human backpack, Patrick Mix, must be Irish. Um, Ricky Bandeas didn't even get going. He didn't, didn't even didn't didn't get, get going. It was Jumped one on minute. his back and it was done. Yeah, but I mean, there was a lot of intricate hand fighting going on there on the back. It has to be said, incredibly hard to finish from the back. Like that, especially when you're mm. you're actually straddling the guy. You're not on the you're ground. You're the jets you know? expert. You tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I won't be finishing anyone. Don't worry about that. Ricky Bandeas would flatten me. But uh, Patrick Mix, certainly, a, what an introduction to that division, really. Um, really, really coming impressive. out part of there. Uh, Juan Arculeta, a guy I'm absolutely Unreal. huge on. Unreal. With that devastating KO. How good is this guy? Is this guy the best? You know, is he, is he the best in the division? Well, he, like, he bet Bandeas in the last fight. Yeah. I guess I guess Patrick Mix's uh, win over him kind of takes the shine off that slightly. But um, Arguleta's got to be right up there, right? I mean, he, Savage, man. he had TJ Dillashaw with him there yeah. as well. Um, uh, who's he? He's the the disgraced former oh, right. oh, that guy, oh, sorry I forgot <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let's get on to the fun stuff Kyoji yeah. Horiguchi oh, defeats Darian Caldwell um, maybe not the most eventful fight but it kind of he's, it always, was, he's fun to watch yeah. he's just so fast man and, and, you're, and you're watching Darian just kind of lying him and he becomes the enemy. Darian yeah. becomes the enemy to the audience because he's slowing down the fight so much. And you're yeah. like, let the little, because he's so much smaller. Yeah. You're like, let him up. Come on, come on. And I felt like as the fight went on, more and more people were like, Darian's ruining this fight. He's and ruining he's this knackered. fight. And um, man, I, I was I was happy to see Kyoji get yeah, the, yeah, the win so because like, he had far more activity than Darian, even though Darian's wrestling is is absolutely stellar. He just can't seem to do anything with it when he gets on top. Unless he finds a nice sub, he's not doing anything with it. And... Um, even Aljamain Sterling was on saying, look, this guy's wrestling caliber is unbelievable. Yeah. But he doesn't develop the situations enough. He doesn't transition. He doesn't try enough. Um, he doesn't try to finish enough from the, those positions. And um, yeah, uh, Kyoji Horiguchi is now the Bellator and Risen uh, champion. And I Crazy. think that's cool. I love that. I love it the Risen cool. and uh, Bellator crossover. That's, that's what I like. You know, do this instead of, as we talked about earlier on, Shale and... yeah. But but this is one thing I wanted to bring you up to. Josh Gross wrote, wrote about this, and Mark Raimondi wrote about this ahead of the fight. I'm sure more people did. Um, they kind of said, like, this situation where you're putting a Risen champion against a Bellator champion, that is an attempt, at least an attempt, to find who is the best fighter on all the promotions. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it's kind of... It's kind of Shitty that you know the UFC will never entertain this. Like, never. I just can't see them going. Oh, let's let's do a Henry Cejudo v Kyoji Horiguchi because it'll be a one fight deal for Horiguchi. He might come in and take the belt, and then he's gone. You know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Do you, listen. We, we just draw a line on it. The UFC will never do it. I don't yeah. think there's any point in even arguing that. We know the way the UFC um, have routed these things. They're very much on their own. They don't mention other promotions on the broadcast. Bellator. You know, openly do it. But does this does this make this a more valuable commodity in terms of the diehard fan when they are putting Risen v Bellator? Like as we talked about, yeah. we had Yuri Prohaska on the show. Yeah. Imagine putting Yuri against Bader. I know, like I know, a lot of people. It, it, does, it definitely puts more eyes. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what Bellator need because they're you know they're messing up certain TV deals as we talked about <laughs> earlier on here. So do something else outside of the box rather than you know have the old guys, the dinosaurs on the card, very high up the card. This is way more appealing. You're getting. You know, an international clash of styles. You're getting Haraguchi against Caldwell. We wouldn't have seen that if there wasn't this alliance here. Yeah, and it's yeah. a great thing, I think, to see. And it does definitely add a little sort of an X factor to the promotion that they're willing to to, to um, do things like this in their card. It brings an air of... What, what, what am I looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, un- expectations or... Un- what, sorry, surprise to, yeah, to the yeah. broadcast. 
Um, and I think that is something Bellator could really sort of market and sell on. I, I think it'd be a great idea if they did that with basically all of Ryzen. Do a, you know, a Bellator versus Ryzen, you know, once every couple of months or something like that. And Dare embrace say, the champions. Dare I say uh, Kyoji Haraguchi made a bigger impact in his one fight for, for Bellator than he did even with his title fight in the UFC. Yeah. It seems like a way bigger name now based on that Yeah, well, that it was a joke fight. that he was ever released from the UFC yeah. in the first place. It was, um, it, it was embarrassing from the UFC to let such a talented... Um, destructive little uh, fisherman um, <laughs> go because he's he's a phenomenal he's fighter animal. to watch I love watching Kyochi fight I just think the technique the speed uh, and you put everything into one and it's just a little it's like a fireball of mixed martial arts right there and Kyochi Haraguchi um, yeah and go back and watch his uh, fight with Siri man uh, it was a knock yeah, if you want to see him was. in an that absolute was a knock fight in Rotterdam, he, he had uh, the first 10 minutes absolutely dominant and then here comes the king of fingless watch that it was really good but uh, yeah I, I agree with you he has and yeah. I think, you know, put some eyes on this kid now, and I think the eyes are on him after having those two belts. It's, it's great absolutely, to see. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm not going to go through every fight in the main card because... Sorry, meh. can I ask you one question? Yes. Do we know if he's a contract now? Has he got, is it a one-fight deal? Is it a two-fight deal? There was a lot made of, like, the gentleman's handshake between that Saki Barra. That they're doing a series, no? Maybe, maybe. Oh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm clueless. All right. I'm in Europe, baby. Ask some of the New Yorkers. But, um, yeah, I'm not going to go through every fight in this undercard, but... Uh, Taylor Turner uh, stops Heather Hardy and uh, was a bit of a shock result, but um, it was Eurobash veteran of one show, Adam Barracks, who took the high line. Uh, sorry, Bar Itch. Sorry, I always fucked that up. Buddies. Adam Barich, um flying knee after being wrestled like for about nine minutes of that fight, lands this devastating flying knee and Aaron Pico. And it brings up the conversation that we often have about the treatment of prospects. We've always said... UFC seemed to rush, guys. Bellator seemed to be too easy. And then, of course, there's Pico, the exception to all the rules, uh, who just wants to be thrown to the Lions constantly. He walks away from this with a 4 tree record now. This man was once hyped as the greatest prospect in MMA. I think he could be, but I just don't think uh, he's he's taken the fights that would allow him to showcase that. Surely it's time for a step back in competition. Adam Borich is an undefeated prospect from Europe. Mm. I don't see that as a massive step down from his, his last opponent, Corrales. Even though Corrales is right up the top, it's not it's not a fight where it's a showcase fight where we're going to see what this kid is good at. He's an amazing wrestler, obviously, based on the Adam fight, but once again, a bad KO. Let's let's take some time off and really rethink this Aaron Pico strategy as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you have to, you have to, after, you know, these knockouts, and we, we, we talked a few moments ago about, you know, fights changing um, fighters' careers and their tra- 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 trajectory. trajectory. Um, Rory McDonald, for one, for me, definitely, you know, yeah. that fight had a big impact and then we've seen other and younger guys. And so early guys. on in people's yeah. career, you know? Yeah, like... It's, pe- it's nearly promotional malpractice. It is, and where does this rest? Does, it, does this lie with the fighter? Does this lie with the matchmaker? You know, where do we draw the line here? Um, because right, right, this is the problem I have, right? Fair enough, Aaron Peel comes out after his last loss to Corrales and was saying, I don't want to step down. If you give me a step down, I'm going to really hurt someone. Why... Like, why do you listen to him in that circumstance? Yeah, I agree. And then you're not in a rush to make Dylan Dennis v. Rory McDonald. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let him say what he has to say, but you've got to be the promoter at the end of the day. Yeah, and they've they, they, they somewhat ruined, uh, not ruined, that's probably the wrong word. But it's got word. a massive rebuild. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. They're going to have to start from scratch now again with Aaron Pico. And it, it was going so nicely, obviously, till you know, the first loss and... And, uh, you mean the debut, the debut loss? Loss, sorry, <laughs> and, 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 and then he bounced back lovely and then yeah. that we saw that nasty knockout and again you know sometimes I think matchmakers have to hold their hands up and Bellator have done some very good things mm. 
but they've done some very bad things. Absolutely. They, they've, obviously with James Gallagher, I think the push has been very good, you know, real steady, nice, slow progress, young guys, and that's what they need to build in Bellator. They need to bring, build younger guys up so we don't see the likes of Chelsea and, and uh, Lyoto Machida fighting at, in their 40s uh, on a co-main event in a Madison Square Garden card. People don't want to see that anymore, and I guarantee you that. Um, so that's what's frustrating there. Listen, I do 100% agree with you. I think Aaron should take some time off now. He's obviously an amazing talent. Exactly. It's like, like Darren I, Taylor. I, I, I I'm glad we've seen nothing announced for Darren Taylor. I'm yeah. really happy. But but I hate seeing this on Twitter. Oh, what a load of bullshit. He's, he's not He's not the, the prospect we thought. No, he is. He is. They just haven't been able to match him where he can, exactly. can really develop properly. You've said it right there. And um, he's an amazing talent. And, um, you know, it's, it's devastating. The, the UFC got it wrong with Darren Taylor. Yeah, let's be honest. They've um, got it wrong a lot, a lot. Yeah, like Darren Till was never ready. Francis Ngannou, Steve Amy Yes, one hundred percent. You know, we, we look at, the, at the, the Woodley fight that could seriously damage Darren Till, and and it has on the short term. We've seen that it has damaged them. Pure rest. Um, well, the one. Yeah, you know, Darren a week before that fight was announced, I spoke with him in Dublin. He openly said he didn't feel as though he was ready for a world title shot. But if it's coming, it's coming. That it's was coming. The way yeah, it was. you can't you can't turn down a world title shot. But again, you know, who's making the matches? Uh, Valerie Laredo uh, beat the Hooters employee uh, Larkin Dash. It was um, she's good. She's good. She has good control of distance. She lands like as you'd expect from Taekwondo. Lands good strikes. Uh, Larkin only really challenged her there in the last kind of few seconds of getting her to the ground. So we didn't really get see her challenge in that regard. But um, yeah, a nice win nonetheless. And Mike Kimball, TV Tom Egan's prospect, uh, got a split decision win. That was all very good to see. Um, but we Boston Tom. Exactly, we you were leave the hat on there. Yeah, we were speaking about James Gallagher earlier, who was called out by Patrick Mix after that main event win over Ricky Bandeas. Um, Jimmy, Sir, Miss, Jimmy Mr. Show. James Gallagher, the Jimmy Show. It's this weekend, of course, on Sky Sports, where he should be. That is where he should be. There is absolutely after that Irish well, show. Well, I think it says a lot. The fact that you know the <laughs> yeah the, the, the prelim portion, as we're calling it, yeah, is on the bigger channel. Yeah, well, it's I great. mean. That's it's perfect for James. Sky are probably calling for it. Well, you know which side do give we us want? Gallagher. Give us Gallagher. Yeah, yeah, easily. And they should have Fabian on there as well, as far as definitely, I'm concerned. Definitely. But um, yeah, we spoke to James. It's a huge fight for him this weekend against Jeremy Labiano. Um, Adam Barrick's had actually called was one of the many people who has been calling James out. So we kind of talked about the amount of people calling him out. Very interesting. He actually said here, and I know he's kind of said this a few times to me, but. The way he speaks about that, like, all these guys calling me out and they're saying I'm shit and they're saying, why why, why don't I get this attention? They're making me get that attention. By talking about me constantly, they're putting me on the pedestal. They've created the pedestal. So, just very interesting to to speak to him. Uh, Also got his thoughts on Aaron Pico and James definitely sympathizes with his situation. Some great points made about that. Um, Always a pleasure to speak to uh, James Gallagher. And he even spoke to me on Father's Day, of course. Which is would have been a big day for Andy Gallagher, of mm. course, in uh, Straban. Yeah. So, happy Father's Day to him. Yeah, definitely to all the daddies out there. Absolutely, and um, yeah. So we'll speak to James now, and we'll be back in fifteen minutes. All the best. And now we are joined by the most wanted man in Bellator, uh, bantamweight. <laughs> Moving up to a catchweight this time around, but it's Mister James Gallagher. How are you, sir? I'm good, VT. How are you? I'm How very you? good. I, it's Father's Day today. Are you popping down to Andy with an old bottle of champers or something, or, or what's the situation? <laughs> yeah, now on Tuesday, I'm, I'm meeting them on Tuesday. They fly to London. Uh, I'm in Belfast for the weekend, doing a bit of training and stuff, and 
chilling up here, and then I fly out from Belfast on Tuesday to London. Very so cool. I'm, uh, I'm going to stay, and then uh, my dad's coming with me on, on Tuesday. So we'll, we'll do something during the week. You'll get a nice <laughs> win next weekend. For <laughs> <laughs> you can wait till then, yeah. <laughs> are, there many, are there many of the Gallagher clan heading over? I know you usually have a lot of people there. I mean, I think half oh, of Strabane yeah. was there at the last Dublin event. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That whole crew's whipped up again. And yeah, I'd say there'll probably be a few hundred from Strabane coming over. That's great. So, yeah, so there'll be, there'll be a lot of, lot of people coming and a lot of people book tickets and flights and stuff. So it's it's another Jimmy show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how do you feel about that, like, James? Like, I mean, I'm looking at this main card and obviously there's the big title fight at the top of it. There's Daly and, and there you are right in the middle of that main card. How happy are you with that with that placement? Sorry? How happy are you with the with your placement on the card? Uh, obviously, like the pe- people want yeah. these main card slots. Obviously, Sky Sports. I think this is huge for you. Like when when I saw that this was going to be on Sky Sports and Channel Five straight away, I was like, "This is massive for James Gallagher because you know coming off the back of the the Dublin show, I felt like your stock went sky high. This this makes sense mm-hmm. to have you on this main card, right? One hundred percent. So it is. It's uh, as I said, it's, it's my time to shine. Pizza. I feel like this one's going to really really pit me up there into the mix and it's going to put a lot of people it's going to make a lot of people eat their words and and question what they say about me i feel and uh that's that's how i feel like it's just my time to shine i feel i feel great everything's gone perfect and i'm ready to go i'm just like happy to be there happy to compete and happy to get in there and and have a scrap you know what i mean um, i'm really it's like I'm excited for it. I'm just what wanted they all unfold. Do you know what I mean? It's no, I, I never really felt. I felt like this kind of come up to the Dublin fight as well, but this one's even a bit more. I just feel like I'm just just happy to get in there and compete and show this the, the trend that I've been in this last the last few months and stuff, and let it all unfold for me. Is there anything uh, to be said about this catchweight? Like, I mean, are you still kind of making up your mind whether it's going to be bantamweight or, or featherweight, or was this to uh, accommodate your opponent? What What was the the thinking behind the catchweight? No, basically, well, I'd be making bantamweight. I make bantamweight no problem. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, that's I feel like that's going to be. I'm going to be around this weight for for a while, but. I'm not, go- not in a title eliminator shot. I'm not fighting for the belt. I'm not doing anything. We all know I can make the weight. So, but, so what's a- why not just get two people around the same size to agree on a weight? Do you know what I mean? And just, what- what's the point of cutting all that weight? Yeah, no, it makes sense. It's ab- yeah, it's absolutely stupid. Do you know what I mean? I'll make weight for a title fight or when, I'd- when it's a meaningful, you no, know, like a-, a title contender fight or something like that. But, now I was I was just speaking and I was like, can I just get a catch with it at one forty? And they're like, yeah, why not? So then your man got dragged in and got told that it was a catch with, and that's how it that's how it unfolded. <laughs> yeah, no, that's simple good. as nothing. Nothing. Everyone thinks oh, it's some complicated reasons. No, I just decided I would just try. I would just ask and see see how it would go. Do you know what I mean? What What's mm. the point of me cutting an extra five pound when I don't need to? Do you know what I mean? I just fight some of my same size even though he's a 145er but he's the same kind of size you know what i mean it's not it's not as big as people make out same kind of size agree on a weight show up fight get fucking paid and put on a good performance do you know what i mean that's what it's about for me not making weight and killing myself and all this do you know what i mean even though i do still got like a good bit like a good bit i'm a big i'm big for the weight so i've got a big cut still ahead of me and stuff but 
it's just a damn extra five pounds. You know what I mean? It's just that's just absolutely pointless for me. Unless it's like a title fight or title contender fight, I think it should happen more often. Yeah, it seems like a good idea to be honest. Like it makes perfect sense what you're saying. Like why should you go down and, and kind of you know have to keep on proving you've already proved you can make the weight like what's the point in doing mm. that if you're not getting paid for a, a title fight or something like that i think it makes sense yeah you know what i mean so it's not even getting paid i'm getting paid i don't give out make you know what i mean it's not about the money it's about the actual purpose of it mm. i just don't understand i don't i can't see the purpose of like cutting up two people the exact same size walk around those similar enough do you know what I mean? It's not like a few pounds is a major, but I'm fighting people my own size. A bantamweight, it's not. You know what I mean? It's like we're killing ourselves to make weight. Like, just what's the point? We'll just make life a bit easier for us and go and put on a good fight. Yeah, yeah, and I gotta say, right, and I'm not gonna ask you to reply to all these guys, but I've just been looking at the amount of uh, callouts you're getting. Like, I mean, we we already talked about Dom Wooding and uh, Lencioni. You've also got Patrick Mix. I even had Adam Barracks last week on the show, even though he's up a featherweight talking about fighting you. Like, and what I wanted to ask you about that is like, so many people like were were kind of saying, "Oh, this is the end of him when you lost." Is there any way that? The loss made you an even bigger name because I feel like more people than ever are, are calling you out and are trying to align themselves with fights. Do you surely, if you were done, th- this wouldn't be happening? Like, is there any way that you you actually, by losing and, and coming back and, and winning, you you've made yourself an even bigger name? Well, them people that said I was done, them people that said I'm nothing, them all them people that oh, I'm nothing. He's shit. He's this. He's done. Now he got knocked out. He's no chin. They're the people that call me out. So you know what that means? That when they say that, they're lying through their fucking teeth and they know it. They, they know it or else they wouldn't call me out. Do you know what I mean? They, mm. If they really thought that about me, they wouldn't call me out. They don't, like, what, what would be the point? Do you know what I mean? I'm hardly going to think someone's below me and he's dirt, he's this, he's not, do you know what I mean? He's nothing compared to me. And then call me out. It doesn't make any sense to me, so... They're actually I, helping you, though, right? They're actually building yeah, your brand for you, in a the, way. The reason, the reason why I'm up on this pedestal, getting all that I'm getting, the way everything's going, is because of all these other fighters, and they just don't, they, they don't see it, and they're all thinking, oh, James is marketing himself well, and James is doing this, yeah, a little bit, but they're all putting me up here. They're the ones that's doing everything for they're me. They're putting I'm you on the chilling. pedestal, right? I'm just chilling back, training away, doing doing me thing, and every. Everyone else has put me up there, so it is. So I'm happy. Keep it, keep them, keep that going. Do you know what I mean? You just, these are all raising my stock. Do you know what I mean? And I, I'm just the smart one that I don't go on and raise theirs. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. T- tell me a bit about uh, Jeremiah. Like, what do you think of this guy? Is there anything like what, when you when you think about this bout? How how do you expect it to play out, James? I can see me, me giving them a lot of punishment. So I kind of can see it being a heavy. A heavy, like, kind of punishment fight, taking them down, like, lots of elbows, lots of ground and pound, lots of big shots, breaking them down step by step. I, I can see it playing down until until I get the back and choke. I can just see me breaking them down, chopping them bit by bit, and eventually it'll be too much for him, and he'll, he'll crumble underneath it, and underneath the pressure and the strikes. So, But I feel like it's going to be a lot more strike striking, like shots on the floor and shots on the feet, like a lot of heavy strikes that are going to be the factor rather than just like clean submissions. It's going to be more ground the pound stuff. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people, when they kind of consider this fight, the, even like the, the first time you guys are matched, you're all talking about this guy's jiu-jitsu background and your jiu-jitsu background, who's going to come out on top. But you see this, you see an advantage there in the striking department as well as the grappling. Because I remember at the time you told me you felt you definitely had the edge on the ground. I feel like I've got the edge everywhere. Sorry, but I, I'm not on about just striking on the feet. I'm on about striking on the floor as well. Mm. So it is, I'm, I'm, it's going to be like too heavy for him and just grilling and... Uh, shot by shot like just make him break do you know what i'm saying land big heavy elbows on top of him and and just let him do his thing and as he's scrambling away just land shot by shot and i feel like after a few like a, a couple of minutes of that he's going to be fucked and eventually give the back and, and i'll get the choke he's not he's just not on my level on the floor none of these people i don't have any concerns about any of them on the floor we we spoke briefly about this whole Risen and Bellator crossover, and as we know, um, Horiguchi got the, he edged out Caldwell at the weekend. He's like the unified champion between Risen and, and Bellator now. Like, um, not 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 immediately. Am I asking you do you want this? But is, is that something that still appeals to you? I remember the last time I spoke, to you, you said that was something you were definitely interested in. One hundred percent appeals to me even more now. So it does. I'm. Uh, I'd love to. Uh, he's a world class fighter. I'm. Uh, Tough fight. I would absolutely do anything to be able to step in there and have a unified fight for the two belts. I want that, and that's something that I'll be coming for in the future. Is is it an even bigger deal? Like, I mean, this is the debate that people are having. Like in sport, we're basically looking to find the best guy, and the fact that Risen and Bellator have come together—excuse me, that's my phone—the uh, fact that Risen and Bellator have come together and they've kind of made this unified title. Do you think that is more substantial than, say, the UFC title? That's the kind of debate that I see kind of happening. The fact that they have merged two promotions to find a champion that makes it, you know, more of a certainly more ideologically uh, a pound for pound uh, title if you get me yeah well it's just a bigger pool do you know what I mean you're the champion of a bigger pool of fighters now mm. not only the champion of Bellator you're also the champion of Risen do you know what I mean that's two high level pools of fighters do you know what I mean so if you can come out and claim that you're the top of them two pools then that's a big deal yeah, and I mean, like, like as we've talked about before, you're a huge name. We know that by the amount of guys that call you out. Like, do you think that Haraguchi that would appeal to Haraguchi if 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 you were in that title mix to fight you? I feel like you know you're one of the probably the bigger names that he can fight out of the Bellator organization. One hundred percent. I don't see why not. It's only going to benefit his stock as well. Do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I'm doing bigger numbers than him and uh, Codwell, mm. so it's not. Do you know what I mean? That's, and that's fact. That's not me just sitting here waffling on. That's that's fact. So, uh, of course, it was appealed, but I can see him doing the thing for a bit and maybe down the line, maybe in the next next year and a half, I could see that happening. Right, right. And I, I got to ask you about Aaron Pico, right? Because there's just so much debate about this guy. There's so much talk. Obviously, uh, Barak's got the win over him at the weekend. But so many people seem to be, you know, criticizing Aaron for what he's done here. But but to be fair to him, he's always taken on the hardest fights he possibly can. He's clearly a very talented fighter. Um, when when you see a guy like that losing and you see people heaping on and, you know, this yeah. happened to you with your loss, like, do, do you sympathize with Aaron there? Or how does it make you 100%. feel? 100%. So I do that. I feel like hats goes off to him. Do you know what I mean? He puts it on the line every time and it's not, I don't particularly like him but you can't you can't hate on someone for doing something like getting defeated it's just 
the worst kind of mindset I've ever seen is someone who hits on someone who gets knocked down. Do you know what I mean? You have to help these people back up. You can't kick a man when he's down, and it's absolutely horrible that people sitting on their sofas with, with a tin of beer are mm. saying, ah, oh, he's done, he's this, he's that, and he's like, man, he's only 20 fucking four years old or something. Mm. You know what I mean? That he's got a long time time ahead of him. Like maybe his career hasn't got off, and you no, know, maybe he doesn't have the potential that some people thought or something like like this. But he's not done. Do you know what I mean? He's only fucking a young fella. They can doing Sonny loves. Do you know what I mean? He's not. I don't think he sh- should be going anywhere. The only place he should be going is back to the gym and training, and maybe take a break from a fight or something. But go back to the gym, get back on the fucking horse, and get going games. You know what I mean? Mm. Fuck that! Don't be listening to any of these bums that are sitting there. Oh, he's done. He's this. He's that. He's achieved a lot more than any of them kind of people have ever achieved. Absolutely, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, now, finally, James. Obviously, we know you're the most wanted man in Bellator, without a doubt, at the moment. But um, you know, you, you you're playing your cards close to your chest, as you said to me before. You feel as though you're the biggest fight in this division. Is, is there anywhere you want to go next? Like, is there something that you're looking at next in terms of it? When, when this fight goes according to plan, you want to fight this guy? Or do you just kind of let things play out the way they, you know, whatever way Bellator want to do it? Or do you have your eyes on something specific beyond this bout? But yeah, I've got me past that I've said I so I do, definitely. I've, I've got me roots, but as you say, I've, I've, I keep my cards close to my chest, PT. <laughs> and, uh, and, that, and that's what I'm doing. I'm keeping them close to my chest, and then I'm going to be doing a few things after this fight and, and stuff, and for the rest of the year, I've the rest of the year planned out for myself, and uh, it's it's going to go big. This year is going to go big for me. I'm going to set it all up so when I'm rolling into next year again, then it's a, it's all big fights. It's all big big things are happening, and and uh, I'm just then focused, enjoying it, improving, get my skill set up there, getting everything going for me, and and just staying fit and healthy. Do you know what I mean? That that's my main focus, and then I'm just letting it all play out for me, and. Uh, and yeah, there's a few things I've got in mind that I'm going to do over the over the this year, and uh, I'm going to make sure that it all pops off so I do by the end of the year. And so, because I'm going to fight now in London, then in September, and then one at the end of the year as well. So it is. So I've, I've got a few things in mind that I'll keep close to my chest until the time. Surely, surely expect main event there in Dublin if uh, if they're coming back in September, James. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. There's a few things in the line. I, I think but you I, know something that I don't know, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Thanks so yeah, much, man. Um, uh, um, yeah, no, we'll, we'll see the crack about the Dublin one um, uh, next week, I guess. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll be planning Dublin next week after I walk in there and choke this fella. That we'll, be, we'll be discussing Dublin and, and big things will be happening for Dublin. Brilliant, man. James, thanks so much as always for your time. You know, I always appreciate it. And please wish Andy a happy Father's Day from me. <laughs> well, thank you very much. All the best. I appreciate it, PTI. Thank you Talk very to you much. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Right, bye. And it was fantastic to speak to James Gallagher, his big fight with Jeremy Jeremiah Labiano this weekend on Sky Sports. Make sure you tune in. Um, I think it's actually pretty good. I was just saying that uh, over the weekend. I think it's pretty good that they had a good weekend without any kind of UFC competition last weekend on Sky Sports, which would have leaded perfectly into a whole main card being on Sky Sports this weekend. But uh, 
Alas, we've talked about this enough probably. Yeah. But um, moving on to that card, let's have a quick look at what's going down on Bellator 223, my friend. Or Bellator London, as we call it. Um, Gegard Masasi v. Rafael Lovato Jr. Can you look past Gegard no. here at all? No? no. Best middleweight in the world. But when you have a guy like uh, Rafael who can... You know, really dominate someone on the ground. I guess we kind of saw something similar with Rory. Well, I was and just about to say that McDonald and Gracie last weekend was was it was a similar contest. Kind of I think we were both nine and zero as well going into it. The you think Gagar is kind of sophisticated yeah, just, enough not yeah. to go there? Like, like I think he is. His boxing's too good. He's he's a really good grappler. He's good against K1 defense. Experience. K one everywhere. So I just think it's too much too soon for Lovato, but it'll be a good test. You know, he'll learn from this one. And but but I do expect Gator to get a finish here and, and make statements. Yeah, now hang on. I just want to look at the right. If order the right Gegard comes up, because it's uh, because Gegard sometimes, as we know, suffers from motivational problems, and I think we saw that in his Bellator debut. But I would not expect that. Um, obviously, being a few fight in fights into his Bellator career now, we will have a look at this bout. Or now, I just wanted to make sure I have it right because it's a bit all over the gaff online. Uh, light heavyweight bout is your co-main event on the Channel Five broadcast. Melvin Manoff he can't opponent. You know. Everyone's going to like go with, um, you know, they want to see Melvin here. He's a legend, obviously. But I, I'm not ruling out Kent here. He shocked the world with that Alessio Sakara knockout. And it, um, again, just to a nod to the <laughs> Fabian Edwards exclusion from the main card, Fabian Edwards beaten Kent Capone in the first round. Um, and now this guy is <laughs> getting TV uh, placements ahead of him. Look at my face. I, I know. And like a Melvin Manoff, come on. Like, yeah. I know he's another guy that's been around the block. Like, he's getting buku dollar for this. Yeah, listen, come on though. Like you know, give your young guys Six a chance. Figures. Give the guys uh, like Fabian Edwards who have clear paths, star, pot- star potential, huge Sp- star power. They need a, a platform, Mister Tasty. Yeah, he should be on the Sky Sports. You know, Sky Sports portion for me. I'd love to see Fabian on that, and it's a bit of a piss take that he's not. Um, well, you can understand, right? Aaron Chalmers is on the Channel Five card, but when you're when you're and bring- especially looking at his brother as well in the UFC. Leon, yeah, Should, yeah, should Bellator not have learned something from that? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. But it's... Um, I can understand why Aaron Chalmers on the TV broadcast. That's yeah, why they yeah, got yeah, him. Yeah. That's why they got him. Obviously, I have no, no qualms with that. You know, he does bring eyes and the more eyes of this... Um, Someone told me, I don't know if it's true, generation. but 750,000 people tuned into his last fight. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised Look at all. At everyone tuning into Love Island these days, huh? That's it. Like, listen... I, Same I, kind of crowd. I have to... Uh, but I we, have to make we leave that till the end. Yeah, we can put yeah, that in the end yeah, portion. Okay. Um, I want to slam you for watching that. It. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm I on next year's show. <laughs> Excuse me. God bless you, my son. The main event of the uh, Sky Sports broadcast. There's only two fights. Uh, Paul Daly. Oh, two two fights. Like, Eric what are you Silva. doing, lads? <laughs> it's Paul Daly v. Eric Silva. Eric Silva now twenty and ten and one no contest in MMA. Paul Daly forty seventeen and two. Um. And then, of course, James Gallagher v. Jeremiah, Jeremiah Labiano. I'm very interested in that. Yeah, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I am. I'm interested in that one. It's People, supposed to happen a number of times. Yeah, and I'm as, never going to see it. As James told us in the interview with that 140 catchway, he just decided, like, well, if I'm not fighting for an opportunity to fight for the title, or I'm not fighting for the title, yeah. why would I kill myself to make that weight? You know I can make 135. Yeah, and I, I'm, obviously we're not sure what's going to happen with the title now yeah, as well yeah. after last weekend, so... 
it's it's an album. James already said he wanted to go to Japan. Yeah, and he sort of reeled out. I remember asking about Caldwell. Yeah, he'd love to go to Japan. And That'd be some crack, wouldn't it? That would, man. Imagine selling that. That's you. Know, that's but he would help Horiguchi sell so well. But that's know? what I mean. That's yeah. the type of thing these two promotions need to do. They need to bounce off each other. They need to have this X factor so people will tune in instead of us watching dinosaurs every week. And like, I mean, James wasn't. I mean, I asked him about that voice specifically. Yeah. He he, st- he sees it happening two years down the line, which is good. Like, which mm. which makes sense mm. probably. You know, get himself in the toilet contention. And then uh, deal with that way. So very interesting that. And look, when you have a guy with the star power of James over here, it makes sense because obviously they're going to be advertising. Uh, John Kavanagh said on the Helwani show today that um, they're going to be putting out some of the belts for the Bellator Dublin card um, at the end of th- this event in London. So could be very interesting to see. And James kind of hinted that they were already talking about something. Why is John saying this? Is he a Bellator matchmaker? I thought he's. <laughs> <laughs> he only suggests. Okay, all right, okay, all right. But, uh, yeah, no, he, he denied that again. In that yeah, interview, okay. So, so no. All right. <laughs> but uh, on the preliminary card, uh, the main event of the preliminary card, fucking so many main events. Oh, stop! Uh, it's Fabian Edwards versus John. The main event of the preliminary card or the headline of the main event. <laughs> that Six thousand. <laughs> oh my god! But uh, big fight for Fabian, and uh, I like the way they've put these two fights together. Mike Shipman v. Costello uh, Van Steenis is underneath it. And that's the winner of both them fights should face each other. It shouldn't be. And look, Fabian v. Shipman is the ideal fight for UK. If they're mm. going UK, mm. do it in Ireland for all I care, man. Yeah, I, I yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it, I hope I hope um, they manage to get that storyline across on the broadcast. Like they have Gad there, mm. Gary Day Davies. He, he'll be aware of that situation. Hopefully they can highlight the people. Store up the interest between these two middleweights, uh, potential winners. Koslov and Sin is certainly not a walk in the park for Mike Shipman. Yeah, he could spoil the whole thing. But I'd watch, <laughs> I'd watch Fabian v Koslo if that's what happens. I think most people expect Fabian to go through Jonathan Basaku, who's taking a huge step up in competition here. Uh, he's he's fighting a blue chip prospect. He's on a he's on a good run of fights. I think five, but he does have those four losses to his name. So you'd expect that Fabian will be able to get the job done. Uh, moving down the card, Charlie Ward v Justin Moore, seven and three. Uh, Charlie Ward six and three. He's been on a good run with that. Yeah, he has, he has um, we had that Walter Gahadza v Oliver Encam fight that we talked about a few weeks ago. Um, Denise Coilholtz, oh Jesus Keyholtz versus Brioni T- Terrell. Chris Bungard v Charlie Leary. Jesus, that's that's down there, isn't it? It's a good fight. That's a good fight mm. to be all the way down there for sure, man. Uh, Kate Jackson v Lena. Can't pronounce her second name. <laughs> uh, Terry Brazer v. Alessandro Botti, an Italian prospect, I believe I saw one of my Italian friends speaking about this recently. And Nathan Rose, uh, Jimmy Mano endorsed going against Luke Ord. We have Alfie Davis, the kickboxing phenom against George Canella. We have Justin Burlinson against Wendell Lewis. Galore Bofondo versus Keith McCabe. Oh, it's supposed what to be Richard, yeah. What an opportunity for Keith McCabe. Massive opportunity for Keith. And, um, I'd, I'd go as far as saying that... Galore Bufondo has an overwhelming advantage in the striking, but I think Keith McCabe has ground. an overwhelming yeah, advantage definitely. on the ground. And if he wins this, if Massive he wins stuff. this, I kind of poked a little fire there the weekend. What about Keith McCabe versus Dylan Dennis in Dublin? Dude. I don't even you? think I don't even think it needs a win or a loss set up that fight as long as it's yeah. not um as long as he's not doesn't suffer a bad KO or something. I think that would stir up so much local interest with Rhino versus SBG. And Definitely. we've seen Keith fight. We know mm. he he's a he's a real dog in there. Like I mean, and I think the fact that he has suffered losses to Coily and Crosby that will even kind of help his chances yeah. of 
making that fight happen, you know? Definitely. And he's, uh, when was it? Was it Bama Belfast against, was it, who did we see him fight? Hang on, I'll see if we can get it up here. Um, Bama, was his last, was his last fight? Um, he was in the Ukraine for his last fight, I believe. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. Uh, he fought someone about uh, with heel hook against someone. It was a phenomenal yeah, performance. It was it Glenn Irvine, mate. Was it? I don't know. Okay, yeah, well, that was it. I think. Okay, go on. Sorry, <laughs> I'm confusing things here. Uh, Kevin Fury, John Redmond. Oh, sorry, I thought he was fighting George Tukos. That's a replacement fight there for John Redmond. I didn't realize that happened. But what about this man at the very bottom, the the, the curtain jerker of the whole thing? Nathan Grayson, Violent Money against Franz Malambo. Yeah, jeez, that's, that's a great fight. That's opening the card. That's a great fight. That Jesus is a really Christ. good fight. That's it's unbelievable. That's, that's I should, love Grayson's story. That should be knocking on. Yeah, he's got a great personality. I really believe he's a very marketable dude, that Nathan Grayson. But that is no walk in the park, man. Franz Malambo, who has been basically fed a, a, a much higher pedigree than where he was at when he was an amateur. Yeah. Uh, straight into the pro ranks, they were feeding him to the dogs and... Franz is still there. He's six and four, but he was fighting. I think he's had three title fights in Brave against Loman, who's a, who's a savage. And um, so I think that's a brilliant fight. I'm surprised that's right down there at the end. That's, yeah, it is that's, silly. That is crazy, man. That is absolutely insane. Yeah, I yeah. cannot believe that. Yeah. But um, yeah. So just thoughts on this card. You are making so much noise today. Sorry, I'm, I'm just moving stuff around here. Um, but um. What do you think? Like, do you think this will be on the same level of traction as we saw for Bellator Dublin, or is there something just special about Ireland, you know, in general? There is, I think, something special with with the Dublin cards. But I think um, if you look at maybe the fighters on this and, and the matchups, they're maybe a little bit more even than we saw here in Dublin. Yeah, I think that's we fair. saw the outcomes and we we knew um, the results of the fights that's in Dublin. Very fair, yeah, that's a good. That's a yeah. Compliment. And I think here there's there's a lot more. Um, there's a lot more sort of battling and to see who's going to get the job done here. Obviously, Labiano, I think, is again a step up for James Gallagher. People who are saying he isn't a step up are clueless, man. Look how many fights ago he's yeah. at. Eight, yeah. I think he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Like, yeah. what, what do you want? Exactly. What do you want? So, you look at the main event. You've, you've Gegard Misasi against Lovato. There's a the little bit of intrigue, obviously. The unknown. Um, you know, we did allude to to what happened last weekend, but Lovato is, is obviously a different fighter in, in very similar in many ways to Gracie. Different but threat, yeah. Very different threats. So that is a fascinating element, you know, if the fight goes to the ground, you know, how will Gegard control him? You know, obviously Lovato will have the advantage in, in the jits, but, but Gegard's so good and so powerful that we just don't really know. And I would expect Gagher to come out on yeah, top of that. Gotta, but if you do look at the matchmaking top to bottom, and you've even said it there, you know, the first fight of the night, I think it, it pretty much proves that that's a, it's a wonderful fight to, yeah, to be able to consume. And I think, I'm actually looking forward to Grayson v. Malambo more than yeah, the but, vast majority but, of this card. But look, look, yeah, I, I agree. Look, but look at, you know, Eric Sale, I know he's, he's probably a spent force as well against Paul Daddy. It's an intriguing fight to watch. Yeah. It's something that people will be, you know, you wouldn't put your house in either of them guys with I'd probably put my house on daily, but I'm that's probably, well, yeah, probably would. But um, yeah, it's 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 a very good card. Um, does this hint that, like, I mean, if you're Sky Sports and you're seeing this, like, as in they're only giving them an hour here, what does that say about their relationship with Bellator? Yeah, it, it says you know, did Bellator fuck up with the contracts before this was done? You know. Or you know, are they an afterthought? Is what I'm wondering. Like you know, yeah, no, no, I, I, I would agree with that. But you know, it seems to be with this European series where the cards are all over the shop. And yeah, they need Sky Sports need to have someone addressing who they want on their their. Yeah, team. like obviously they got it right here with James. But I know I've said it a million times. We're going to hear from it in a minute, Fabian Edwards. How do you not do that, man? Yeah, it's just, it's just, 
it's mine. You know, I think for, for for their audience, they're looking at a you know a big old school name, yeah. and the name there is you know Paul Daly. He's been in the UFC. Absolutely. You know, I, I can understand that to a certain but extent. Where's the intrigue levels with Paul Daly after that MVP fight? No, there's not many. I agree with you. It's in the dirt. Like, yeah. like I mean, not the guy's career, but just in terms of what he's bringing to the to the fight at the moment. Like, he, he probably does deserve a main card slot. But, I mean, if you're spreading it across two channels, you expect to be able to fit, like, you know, eight fights yeah. on, on between the two of them. It just seems a bit redundant to me. It, it does. And it's um, it, it's silly. Like, I don't want to harp on about it. But What's um, more annoying, this or UFC charging for pay-per-views? Um, probably this. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I think so. It's just, you know, the, it's just that's just a dopey move from the UFC. And I think they'll probably retract it after the first one when they sell five of them. <laughs> like... <laughs> This just going on for a long, long time with Bellator. It's just, Can't it's, get it right. it's, it's beyond frustrating. It's just, you know, it's just like, I've given up at this day. Like, I'm, I just feel like, I feel resigned to losing that their crap with doing TV deals and stuff on this side of the pond. So, yeah, I would go along and say this is the more frustrating, disappointing thing. And, you know, I'm sure Sky will get, like, they've got to get this right, man. It Within this year. Um, Time's ticking. Time, time is ticking. But what I would imagine with the European series, a deal was already signed with Channel 5. But, you know, surely they could have come to some sort of agreement. But where this is a numbered event. These are the ones that are meant to be yeah. on Sky Sports. You know? Yeah, well there, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just don't understand it. But, uh, yeah. Now we'll have a look at this UFC Greenville card, uh, which is headlined by Hanato Moicano and Chan Sung Jun, one of my faves. Um, great, great, great fight at the top of the card. really like it. I feel like uh, the Korean Zobby has a lot to gain against Moicano, even though he is... Coming Probably the loss. more international, uh, bigger international name, you know. Um, because of Moicano's proximity to the title for so long, and he went on that run, and it looked like it was all set up until Aldo extinguished, dis- extinguished that fire, should I say. Um, we got John Lineker. We have Rob Font in the co-main event. That's going to be a nice one. Is that a rematch? Turn off your phone, PT. Is that, I'm not turning it off, but I'll definitely put on something. Um, is that a rematch, John Lineker and um, uh, Rob Font? It feels like it, it is. It, it feels like John Lineker's just fought everyone in the 135-pound <laughs> division. Um, it is indeed, yes. Uh, UFC 198 rematch um, where Rob Font um, lost to John Lineker by decision. Unanimous. Um, we were probably at that. We might have been. 198, were we? Mm. Curitiba, no, we weren't in Brazil. No. Uh, <laughs> it's just yeah, so it hard is to keep track of what, what events you go to. Like, it's, 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 uh, MMA is a crazy, crazy <laughs> world. But um, yeah. Some good scraps. Yeah, uh, Brian Barberine against Randy Brown. Um, Andrea Lee against Montana De La Hoza. KGB. And then we come to our first European of the night. It's Mali. Alessio De... Oh, uh, sorry. I'm confusing <laughs> uh, against Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland is great to watch, man. I'm happy to watch him win every fight. Definitely. Um, Alessio, big step up. Well, not a big step up, I guess, but... Um, you know, tough old fight. We saw Holland against John Phillips, I believe it was in Shanghai. He looked really good over there. I don't know if that was a Shanghai fight. I might be wrong there. I'll tell you now. Um, Beijing. Beijing. Jesus Christ, Petey. But, um, yeah, he's been on a, he's on a two-fight win streak. He beat uh, Gerald Merchart, a split decision in his last fight, and now he's up against Alessio. Um, you know, Italian MMA, they need a big L win in the UFC. You know what I mean? They had Marvin Vittori disappear with that Usada band. That turned out to be... Uh, tainted supplements, but now we've got. <laughs> but that was the one. Know, yeah, they said yeah, the four yeah, guys. Yeah, it's like, crazy, but um, 
Obviously, Alessio's on a two-fight win streak, a split decision win. His last one against Julian Marquez. He's also he's also bet Bambose with that knee in the second round. I think you'll remember. But um, Kevin Holland, it's definitely a step up in competition, man. And he's gonna have to get ready for those bombs because that man can crack. He is very exciting to watch, man. I really like watching yeah, Kevin no, Holland fight. It is a good scrap, and um, the Italian um, is gonna have to come up with something new here. Uh, it's it's gonna be a tough one. He's gonna have to mix it up a lot, like. Keep showing the threat for the takedowns yeah. to stop his vicious, vicious, uh, his vicious, vicious striking style. But um, it's it's a good fight. It's a good fight. It's a good test to see where he is as well. I think, um, you know, that Thiago Santos fight, um, was pretty, pretty. Um, was was that a was that a sort of split decision victory? Which who was the Thiago Santos fight for Holland? Was it Holland who what? fought, fought Thiago Santos? No yeah, a few fights. Two, 227, it was um, unanimous decision loss um, there. So he will have learned off that. We saw the Phillips fight, obviously. Then Gerald Mearshart. He's been impressive, but there's going to be new tricks needed from Chirico in this scrap. Um, decent card. Top to bottom, it's not bad. Ashley Yoder, Suri Kondo, Danny Oig v. Kevin Aguilar, Matt Wyman v. Italy's Luis Pena. You're not having that, aren't you? No, not, not at all. <laughs> Get out of here, son. Um, the big European interest on the card, of course, is Molly McCann v. The Violence Queen, Ariane Lipsky. Do, do we claim Lipsky as well? She's Brazilian. Yeah, I know she's Brazilian, but she's, she's got a she, kind of Polish second name. She sort of lives I don't know. I'm not, I'm not ready to do it for yeah, this event because yeah, we have so. Molly, we have Molly so. yeah, in there. So that's fair enough. Maybe fair next fight, Ariane, you can be European again. Yeah. But um, Cage Warriors champ v. KSW champ. I thought there'd be a, a, a bit more interest in this, to be honest, in the lead up to it. But I guess it's just one of those weekends where there's so many things happening that it might have fallen under the radar a bit. But um, yeah, like I mean... I feel like this would be a big win for Molly McCann. I think a lot of people um, who have watched KSW fancy Ariane to get the job done in the striking exchanges. It's very interesting to see if she bounces back though as well. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I felt like that was a baptism of fire mm. against John Calderwood. Mm. I really do. But um, Molly, Molly is very, very heavy on top as well. Like we've seen her mix our boxing up with her uh, takedowns before. She's very good at it. Um, I think that a problem here could be in the, in, in the stand up for Molly and, and maybe the speed of Lips, Lipsky and. Yeah. She, you know she's she's she good can't the be ground. as hesitant as she was against Calder. Exactly, she has to let go, and I think maybe that comes. You know, listen, we'll we'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Her UFC debut nerves. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see that from Lipsky. We've seen her enough in KSW to know how you know the they don't call her violence queen for nothing. I think don't. this could be one of those where they stand, trade, and bang. And I'm not sure if I like that for Molly in in terms of how good Lipsky strike and we've seen it yeah. to be. Um, really interesting fight, and They're I just wonder, you know, is, is really what, well. you know, is it maybe a little bit too soon for Molly again to get back in there? I would have liked to see Molly take a little bit more time after that eye injury. March, it looked, yeah. it, it looked pretty, pretty bad, man. We saw it in person. It was, yeah. it was pretty gnarly and nasty. And and you know, it's not just the eye; it's it, it's been affected. It's obviously you know head trauma, things like that. I would have liked to seen Molly take three, four more months extra here in, in this situation and not jump back in there. I know there's that excitement, that momentum, but sometimes you've just got to stop and go, oh, no, let's yeah. just take a little bit more time out. Maybe so. I guess we're only going to find out on fight. Yeah, really. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and I, I do like I do agree with you as far as what you were saying about Ariane, how brilliant she was with KSW, but I would say the same thing about Molly with, with Cage Warriors. Warriors. I agree. Like, I mean, I, I, she put on some exceptionally dominant mm. performances there, and so did Ariane, but they were dealing with lesser opposition. Yeah, That's yes, a fact. Yes, There's yes, no doubt about yes, it. Yes. Um, so very intrigued by that one. I uh, think it's... I look at this the fight, and, I, and it's definitely one that stands out for me. Yeah, I think it's it does, a potential yeah. fight of the night. I really do. The, both styles... 
of, of the fighters as well. And you you're know? not putting either away easily. No. There's no way. No, 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 no. Um, Darren Wynn, uh, Daniel Cormier's apprentice, is also making his debut on this card. He's going to fight uh, Eric Spicely. He's only a late replacement back in the UFC. That's Mr. right, yeah. Eric Spicely, yeah. yeah. I don't like that fight for Eric Spicely, man. Darren Wynn, if you've seen him before, he's not. He's he's quite short in stature, but he is huge in terms of his wrestling ability. And uh, good striking as well. He gets in and out very well for a small guy. And... Um, yeah, I, I, I expect his career to get off to a flying start um, in Greenville. Uh, finishing out the card, it's Andre Uhl and Anderson Dos Santos. Let's get on to what we really want to talk about, Noel. The thing you've been looking forward to for months and months and months. It's Pauli Malignaggi oh, versus God. Artem Lobov. Comments. <laughs> Next. Are you not going to watch this? Pro- Honestly? Do you Honestly. want me to understand? Probably not. Really, I'm, I'm come to that now. Yeah, I'll be you know I'll be entertaining you know uh, mixed martial arts cards ahead of this definitely. I'll be definitely switching flicking um, over. Um, um, shame on you. But uh, but I was just saying to you before we went on air. Yeah. All my mates, uh, I don't see them that often because I work all day, all night, all the time. It's very annoying. When I do see them, they're talking about this card. No one's mentioned to me. Oh man, I can't wait for that Gegard v Lovato fight. That's gonna be savage. Like, they haven't been saying, like, I, I can't wait for Hanato Moicano and Chan Sung Jung. Every single one of them was like, are you watching Artem Lobov and Polly Malinaji? Can we come over to watch this in your house? Um, look, there is... time to watch it online. There's an unbelievable amount of interest in this fight. Um, and it's probably it's probably not gone the most... Um, it's probably not been the most PC uh, build-up to a fight ever, like we've seen... Polly spitting on everything that moves. Uh, we've seen yeah, him talking disgusting. about pissing in Artem's bro- uh, mouth when he, after he breaks his teeth. Um, Spit, but is this the on. only way to sell this? Because it is. Let's be honest. It is not anywhere near as credible as even MMA. Yeah, it's like as far as say mainstream sports thing. This is in the gutter. It's right? trash. Yeah. So do you sell it like it's in the gutter? Well, I suppose I suppose they do because they have. Yeah. So, and that's not yeah. been Artem's fault. That's been Pauli yeah, Malinaji, the guy who has come from the and shot the, on MMA fans. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose that's how you sell it too. It's um, but as I've said to you before, I really feel as though um, Pauli's behavior has actually made Artem more of a savior. Like it's it's yeah, pushed him Ar- Artem's like the defi- cult hero. Artem's definitely coming out better. This um, he's had to be the biggest name on Bare Knuckle. At you the know moment. where? Oh, easily. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think Artem, you know, in terms of how he's handled himself very well, as he did in Brooklyn, I'll give him that as well. Um, when the whole stuff kicked off with Habib, he's helped with it, you know, he's dealt with it very well. He's been classy. He's obviously said a few things to Artem, but he is not too Paulie, but he's not engaged on the level or stooped as low. I'm not talking about pissing and dudes' mouth. As Paulie's level. And I think Paulie is a disgrace. And I'm pretty much sick of him uh, now, to be honest. I've been sick of him for quite a long time. He's a mouth. I like feel a, a gutter, and uh, I'd like for that gutter to be shut. To be honest, with you. Um, so you are going to watch it? No, I watch the highlights. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not. Listen, honestly, I, I would definitely be watching mixed martial arts ahead, and there is mixed martial arts on, so I'll be consuming the mixed martial arts on Saturday night. What if someone's in the Harley Davidson prep point? <laughs> <laughs> you got an opportunity to flick over. No, but um, yeah, it's it's so interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I can't help it. It's it's a phenomenon. Like I mean, they've managed. I don't know how to make this. One of the most anticipated fights of this whole month. Is it? I think it is, yeah. I really do. And I think um, I, I think I saw Sean Al-Shaddy and Jose Youngs talking about this. Is it because they... Um, is it because this is more or less a sequel to Khabib v. McGregor that it's carrying so much interest? Yeah. Yeah, you know? That's, it's that's it's, it's a part of it. It's, it's, it's a spin-off. It's like, you know, Friends Part 2 with 
Joey and someone I don't know. It's it, <laughs> you know, it's it, it is it is like that, and and I think that's really the only reason why it's it's gaining any traction. Polly Malnagy is still a big name. He's still a guy who who's does uh, you know an, an analysis. Um, you is know, that going to last if he keeps talking TV? about well, pissing it, in people's well, mouths? Well I, well, I don't think it should really, and I, I'm sure there is some. I don't know. I've mentioned this before that there must be something in his contract for gross misconduct. Where you know actions outside of yeah, his work, imagine. where he could be suspended, you can't go around spitting on people's faces, man. It's disgusting, you know. It is. It's it's absolutely horrible, and I don't like the guy. I, you know, he, he puts a dirty taste in my. And mouth I've heard a lot of people disgusting. talking like that, to be honest. Like, I mean, even the gentle giant of MMA, Phil the Freeze, came out and he's like, "This, this is a this guy's a disgrace." You know what he I mean? Is, like, he, and he's, he's usually no don't respect. hear Phil talking like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Phil's a very respectful guy, and and I don't think uh, Paulie has showed any class in 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 much he's done at all. Lately, and um, I think a lot of people be rooting for Artem, as we said earlier on. And I think you know, listen, you know, Paulie's never been a guy to hit a guy particularly hard. He's had broken his hands numerous many occasions during his career, and this is a different ball game. As you know, we talked this a few weeks ago, and you watch some of the fights. Sometimes your 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 tactics go out the window. You see guys swinging for the fences, guys that would have been good tactically in mixed martial arts in terms of their stand up. Mm. Just goes out the window, and and who's to say Artem can't hit harder than Polly Malinaji? Because oh, Polly doesn't hit hard. I, mean, I don't think that's a, com- a competition. But what I do fear is the one thing I do fear for Artem is if Polly w- if Polly wins this, it's going to be whatever it is. Well, how many how, three minute rounds are they? Five or something. I think it's five, like three three, three minute rounds. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't even know. Um, that's going to be nine minutes of lacerations because like, yeah. I don't see Polly putting them away. So it's going to be jab, jab, jab with bare knuckles. Yeah, and look at the way Artem opened yeah. up after the the. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of scar tissue there. Yeah, I see a lot of scar on his eyes. Like, and you know, you, you know these guys for years. Like, you're going, to, mm. you know, you hope he he doesn't have. Um, you yeah, know, you just a, hope he isn't disfigured from. Yeah, it, and that's a, it's like. a quick turnaround as well, man. And, and it is, you know, man. And, we, and we talk talk about that earlier. I was on, showing my dad. I was just showing my dad a pictures of Artem's face after the last fight and explaining to him he's fighting again. You know, it's hard to believe uh, for a lot of people, but he is a tough motherfucker. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, can we draw a line under this now? Yeah, yeah, it works. <laughs> so uh, now we'll move on to our third interview of the day, um, and it's Mr. Tasty Shots himself. It's Fabian Edwards. We talked to him about RDA v. Leon. We talked to him about the looming prospect of a fight with either Mike Shipman or Koslov and Stenis. And we talked about uh, his upcoming bout with Jonathan Basaku. Um, so, yeah, great to talk to Mr. Tasty Shots. And we're going to be back with um, Tinder from Porto and much more action like that in about 15 minutes. Love you. And once again, we are joined by one of the best prospects in the UK and maybe all of Europe. It is Mr. Fabian Edwards, who is in action again at Bellator London. Fab- Fabian, how are you getting on, first of all, man? I'm getting on good, you know. I'm back to back camp. I should say back to back to back to back camp. It's like my third fight, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm getting on good. I feel good. I feel great. This is a new contract, I believe, right? Um, I mean, tell me a bit about that. Are you are you happy with your new situation? Is this a big jump up compared to what you were on initially? Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. You know, um, I think after the last fight, there, there was like, <laughs> there was like, we need to keep this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they came at me and um, we spoke, spoke money, we spoke about whatever, and I was happy, I was happy with the deal. So I thought, why not? It's a great, um, great deal. Was there any part of you that was tempted to test free agency? Because a lot of people believe that you are one of these blue chip prospects that does have the potential to cross over to the UFC, and that's not something that every Bellator fighter can do. Well, that's yeah. that's what it's believed anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah mm, there wasn't there wasn't at this point. I thought, you know what? Like, I've got um, my goals are to collect that world title, so I'm gonna collect that world title first. 
before I go to free agent and start testing the waters. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And that's something you've always said, right? That was your goal from the outset with Bellator as soon as you got that multi-fight deal, right? Yeah, that was it, you know, and, and the goal ain't changed. It ain't going to change, so I'm going to clear that world title and then we'll look at we'll look at where else we can go and collect some more world title because, like I say, I'm in this, I'm in this sport for, um, for legacy and also to earn big bucks. Absolutely, man. I, I gotta gotta ask you, right? Because when this fight was announced, uh, Jonathan Basoku, a lot of people were kind of saying, "Well, we wanted to see Fabian have a bigger step up." Is this still a situation that you're in, where you know you you are finding it hard to get people to sign the dotted line yeah. to fight you? Um, it's, it's people. People are saying people are saying they want to see me step up. I'm asking for the step up, but it's, but at the end of the day. Bellator does what Bellator wants to do. So I'm actually for the, for the competition. Really and truly, it would have made perfect sense for me to be fighting Mike Shipman. Yes. Cole, Cole Main on the London card. That would have made sense. But they've got other plans. Yeah, I mean, like I'm looking at this card and there's a lot of middleweight action going down. But most prominently um, with you, I suppose, because of the beef with, with Shipman, um, yeah. the Kostlov and Stenis and Mike Shipman fight is jumping out at me. And as you said, a lot of people thought it would have been perfect for you to fight uh, Shipman on this card. Are you looking for the winner of that fight? Is, is that what you're looking at next? Because I know how much interest that would provoke. If, if it is Shipman who gets his hand raised here, a UK versus UK prospect v. prospect fight would be absolutely massive. Yeah, that would be huge. That would be huge. So I'm, hop- I'm hoping to get his hand raised because I think that that would set up a, a huge UK fight. That could even be a main event mm. back in Birmingham. So that's the, that's what I'm looking forward to. That's what I'm looking forward to. Bellator put on a lot of middleweight fights, so it gave me a chance to, to sit back and and watch everyone performing, you know, and just see how everyone performing, and let's go from there. Yeah, and I'm seeing Kent, the guy that you you already fought and defeated, is, is fighting Melvin Manoff. And when I saw that fight, I was like, Jesus Christ, I'd love to see Fabian fight Melvin Manoff. And yeah. I know it's at 205, though, but I mean, there seems to be, I, I feel like a lot of storylines could be created in this fight, if you get me. I feel like a lot of people could come away from this going, geez, I'd love to see this guy fighting this guy. And, and yeah. because of the action at 185, even the title fight at the top, you could be kind of, you could be at the top of people's thoughts coming out of this event, right? Yeah, that's it. You know, I'm looking to go in there and I mean, when everyone leaves, leaves that night, everyone will be saying, fucking hell, do you see that, do you see Fabian's performance? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, that, that's what I'm leaving, that's what I'm trying to leave a lasting impression. So, there's a lot of middleweights on the card. I'm looking at, I'm looking at two middleweights fights and that's the World Championship and Mike Shipman fight. Right, right. And, and I mean, that is something like, you know, that, that often comes with the territory when you fight, you know, uh, the big spectacular finishes. You, you it, it, It's your calling card at this stage. But for yeah. me, for me, like, you know, you came away disappointed from the Lee Chadwick fight, but that was so impressive to me. Does it feel like, you know, expectations are getting extremely high for you at this current moment where, you know what I mean? You need to do something absolutely out of this world to uh, keep up with your previous form. Nah, it's what it is. I did, at one point, after the Chadwick fight, I, I felt that way. And then I've watched it back and, and, and I want to put everything into into thinking. Yeah. When I looked at everything, I thought to myself, are the five, what was the five and oh? Are the five and oh guy taking on a guy that's had 38 fights? And I went in there and made him look amateur. So I, was, I wasn't so pissed off as I was originally. You know, um, all my team around me have told me, don't go out there and look for no 
finishes. Let's go out there and just do your job. You know what I mean? And the finishes will come. So, to be honest here, yeah, I've got over that stage now. I don't, I don't really care. Obviously, I'm a finisher anyway. So, I'm going out there to finish people, but I'm not going out there and trying crazy stuff if I don't see the finish. Mm. Absolutely, man. i got to ask you about Leon because uh, UK and European fans are rejoicing at the fact that this yeah. RDA fight has been made. I mean, how good does this feel? How, how good is the mood in the Edwards family after this fight has been announced? It is a very good mood, you know. Um, <laughs> everyone's happy. Um, it, it's, it's about time for you to see if we can pull the finger out, you know what I mean, and give him what he deserves. So I'm happy that they that they listen to the public and they've given him and they've gave, they've, they've finally given him a top five, you know, and now it's time for that for that championship, you know what I mean? going to smoke RDA and then make his run for that for that belt. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It really frustrates me when I see some of the attitudes people have towards Leon after the, the resume he's put together. I think it's absolutely ridiculous, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. And um, do you feel like people will come away from this fight knowing that, okay, maybe we had Leon wrong here? Do you believe that this will be the breakout performance? I believe he's already had plenty of breakout performance, but do you yeah. believe this is going to be the one that changes the public perception on Leon? Because I think it's well overdue. Yeah, I think it will. I think it will, you know, like... Uh, it doesn't make sense that how the public view him. Oh, you know, I mean, it doesn't make sense at all. Um, you know what? People just jump on. There's just a lot of bandwagon people jumping on. They don't even know the sport too much. The three and, piece and, with the soda bullshit on the yeah, line. you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. The fucking. Meanwhile, they're saying three piece on a soda. I mean, we're we're fucking out here fighting and making enough money to buy the whole fucking the soda shop or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're making money out here and I'm winning fights, so. You know what I mean? You got these fat guys at home talking shit. But <laughs> at the end of the day, when he goes out there and he and he smokes RDA, people will have to give him respect. You know what I mean? People should real fans, real, real MMA fans that that knows fighting, they already respect him, so you know, people jump on the bandwagon after after he goes out there and do his job. Do you do you really feel that way? Like when you were speaking about this matchup, first of all, you you think he has the ability to smoke uh, Rafael dos Anjos? We just saw I mean, what the RDA did to uh, Kevin Lee. I mean, do you believe Leon is capable of going out there and, and, and putting on a, a show stopping performance, so to speak? I really do. I really do. Like at the end of the day, I train with this man day in day out, you know, and I everyone in the gym would know how good he is, and then he goes out there and he and he perform and he performs, you know, like his last fight. He's grappling with he's grappling with one of the best grapplers in the UFC. Yes, I mean many people that wouldn't be the game plan. The game plan would be to stay as far far away as they can from Gunnar. You know what I mean? So that that to me proves that he's on another level. You know, he's just on another level and he's still growing because he's still young in the sport. Absolutely, man. And, and look, let's talk about this fight with Jonathan. Like, I mean, do, do you go and try to dig up loads of footage on your opponents, or is it just more about you? Do you do you know what threats this man possesses when he's getting in the cage with you? Yeah, it's always. I sit down, I watch his fights, but I'm not one of these fighters that's gonna, that go that go that and think, ah, oh, oh, I'm worried about him. I don't worry about anyone. I mean, that doesn't surprise day, me to hear that about you, Fabian, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't worry about fucking nobody at all, and that's not even, you know what I mean? That's just how it goes. Um, I look, I see I see what, what he likes to do. I see what he likes to do, Then I work different ways on how to stifle that, you know, and stop that, and stop those attacks. And, and then that's work on myself. At the end of the day, it's about myself. I'm not going to go out there and worry about somebody, because regardless, he's going to do what he's going to do anyways. You know, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter how much I worry. He's going to try try those moves anyway. So 
I just look at him. I see why. I see why he's why he's meant to be good at, or why he likes to do. And I just go out there and shut it down. What do you think? Like, I mean, when you look at this, I know you say you aren't going out there hunting for a finish, but do you believe this man is capable of going the full fifteen minutes with you, or do you oh, think it's no, been... no way? <laughs> no, I, 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 I didn't. Even, I didn't even want you to finish your conversation. No way is he going to fifteen. <laughs> is he going the full fifteen minutes? You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I'm not going out there swinging wild punches. But at the same time, from the last two performances. What I've learned from that is I should have picked the pace up. Obviously, the what John, the the Neto fight, we never really had a chance to see a lot from separation because he's trying to hold on to me for his dear life. But with the Chadwick fight, there's a lot of shots that I should have that I should have thrown and could have thrown, and I've learned from that massively. So with Jonathan, I'm looking to go out there and like the game plan just been to stick it on him. You know what I mean? Stick it on him with movement and and some tasty shots. Mr. Tasty Shots, that's your name, Mr. right? Ta- Mr. Tasty, that's what I'm going to be <laughs> next Saturday. <laughs> well, does, it, does it give you any kind of extra confidence when you know that Neto has come back with that positive test? He was on steroids when he was fighting you, or, or so the, t- the test says. Um, does, does that give you an extra confidence, or do you take anything away from that at all? I don't take anything from it, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much steroids you take, it's not going to improve your chin, and it's not going to get you better. You know what I mean? Like if you're a shit fight, you're a shit fight at the end of the day. Which you know, you know what I mean? People think you take all these drugs, it's gonna make them work, make them good, but if you're shit, you shit, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and, and that's it, you know, fuck it. I don't I don't take anything away from it. You still got chinned. I mean I still walked away with my full paycheck on a fucking viral video, so I'm I'm not bothered about it. Yes, yes. And I mean, like, just a final question, Fabian. Out of all the European signings, do you believe that you are the biggest success story? Because I certainly am feeling that way. You know, out of all that, the amorphous yeah. signings they made, I feel like you are, are one of the, the big success stories of this whole uh, situation. I think I'm the only one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like fuck, you know. Like, I've had, I've, I've had more fights than any of these guys that's, that's been signed. You know what I mean? Like, I've had more fights in five months. I, 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 fought, I fought in Feb and then May and now I'm fighting June. I mean, a lot of these guys they ever fought. So it shows to me that Bellator that don't need. I mean, Bellator signed them, but Bellator ain't trying to fight them. They ain't trying to fight them every other month. They're trying to fight them whenever they go back to their hometown. So that shows to me that I'm the main guy. You know, it shows to me I'm the main guy and rifle. So you know, what I mean, I'm going out there performing. So fuck it. You know, I feel. I feel like personally, I'm. I'm not getting help from no one to promote myself. I'm, I'm doing my own promotion. Mm. I mean, you got a lot. You, you got some of these guys. They only they only where they are because where they train. You know what I mean? They only they only got contract because who they know. Mm. You know what I mean, I got contract because i have gone out there smacking people's chins off. You know what I mean? And I, that's how I got my contract from. You know what I mean? Like so. Yeah, Bellator. Bellator knows a star when they see one. Absolutely, yeah. No, I agree with you. And 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 just finally, like, sorry, I know I said it was already the last question, but I tend you to. You love this. talking to me, though. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. <know me. laughs> but, um, you know, like, like I, I told you this before. I have so much respect yeah. for you. After, like, you know, when you told me the story about, you know, you were working as a as a janitor, a cleaner before yeah. you took this fight. Like, it, it, it's so it's so pleasing to me to see how your 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 life and, and your wealth has increased, and you know, yeah. see you driving around in the Merc. I'm very proud of you. Um, <laughs> but does it does it feel good? Like, it must feel really good to. Uh, to be earning this kind of money and to be raising your profile the way you are, it, it, it feels good. It feels good to know that self belief 
and hard work and dedication, everything just coming into play and it's all just starting to make me a proper living, you know. Um I've booked holidays, I've given my money, I mean I've looked after my family so and it's only it's literally only only the beginning. Like it's it's only just the beginning, so I'm grateful, forever grateful, you know, like sometimes I'm driving around, I think to myself, fucking hell, man, last year I was fucking, I drive around, my door was falling off, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's the way I'm living now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I was like, fucking hell, life changes quick, but, you know what I mean, that never, um, it, it, I'm always focused on it, so I'm always focused on, I'm always trying to achieve more now, so this is only the start, it's only the start, so I'm forever grateful. Well, long may it last, Fabian. Um, always a pleasure to speak to you. I can't wait to see the fight. And um, best luck to you and your brother going forward. Thank you. All the best, my friend. Thanks, Cece. Bye-bye. Bye. Big thank you to Fabian Edwards. Looking forward to seeing that man fight this week, as I always am. Uh, while we're on the topic of uh, big fights for the big UK, one, one. it's Brendan Lochnane this weekend against Bill Algio. It's nice. Um, Oh, yeah, sorry. I forgot that we recorded this on Monday and you listened to it on Tuesday. So tonight, yeah. Brendan Lochnane and Bill Algio. It's not an easy fight, I'll tell you that much. But I don't think I've ever seen someone bring the same amount of traction to this platform as he has. And the UFC should <clears throat> absolutely be noticing this. Manchester United players, yeah. talking about Tyson Fury. Yeah. So, so many people um, have brilliant. been on about it's it. Absolutely it's absolutely brilliant. It's brilliant. I think, I'm, I'm happy for Brendan. Finally. We've been talking about this guy. We've been interviewing for years. We've, we've we've known how good he is. Um, you know, obviously, you know, arguably got robbed of a decision right here in Dublin against one of the great European prospects who's recently retired in in, in Tom Duquesnois. Um, you know, just a, just a good guy. He was obviously on the um, Ultimate Fighter um, season. The smashes, the smashes, where Norman Park won. Um, he came in, I think he was a 19-year-old at that stage. It's pretty crazy like yeah. to, to see how long ago it is. But yeah, as you said, a really tough opponent. Bill Algio, he was on, I think it, Dana White picked him up from CFC in Philadelphia. on um, was it Dana White, it was, um, I think it was CFC and it was, uh, uh, it was on Dana's show on YouTube. Um, looking for a looking fight. Looking for a fight where he picked him up. So yeah, he looks, he, Bill Algio does no, no walkover, a good, good fighter, but big opportunity from Brandon. You feel as though, you know, he, he has to take this one. It's uh, just to play devil's advocate. Yeah. The contract has been in front of him beyond a fight a couple of times and yeah. it didn't come to fruition. Is there any part of you that's like... No, I think Brandon's come too far. I think the work's been put in. You know, he's worked with Dominic Cruz for a long, long time. Worked in Manchester, obviously, with Kane Moose. And it would, break, his, his it would be heartbreaking. It if, would. If that, that. Listen, I, I, do, I, but, I do. But this is a real fight. Everybody, like, I mean, go yeah. and look at Bill Aljo's record. This yeah. is no walk in the park. I think this is a, a step up from Brendan's last couple of opponents. I, I think Brendan would admit that himself. I think, I think, I think Brendan is certainly a step up for Bill, too. Yeah, definitely. It's a really competitive fight. It's worthy of a UFC card. 100%. Oh, definitely. I totally agree with you. And, um, yeah, I do hope it works out for Brendan. I really do because he's he's deserved this and it's been long overdue. You know, this other stuff might have gone on we didn't know about, but. Finally, it's here, and I think I don't think Brandon can. I don't think he's an option to lose this fight. Really, I think it's that big of a fight for him. It is a must win. He's twenty nine years of age. He's talked about boxing before. The frustrations of not getting a fight and not being able to get fights. So he, he's told us. So this is it. You know, it's 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 now or never. And I, I do I do fancy Brandon for this one. Let's get to the part that everybody wants to hear most. No, <laughs> let's let's get on to it. First of all, 
tell us how it went in Porto. How did you get on? Oh, it was great. You know, it was good. It, it, honestly, beautiful city. One of the most beautiful cities I've been to in, in Europe. Fabulous city. Um, first three days, uh, pff, I know we've English listeners listening, but, but God, your, your football crowd, they were uh, they were pretty bad over there. Now. I'm not going to lie, there was bottles being flung and some pretty uh, rough songs being sung. <laughs> um, if you're an Irishman, um, yeah, that part was a little bit frustrating because um, the Nations League was on over there. It was four countries in, in Porto. The finals were on there. But Stag was great crack with a, you know, Nas Primavera music festival. Brilliant, you know, brilliant time. Yeah, it um, looked like you went on many an adventure while you were there, to be fair. Yeah, no, we did, man. It was it was good. The, the Stag, you know, the lads were spiking my drink with, with tequilas and Jesus. my beer, yeah. Some Which had lads. no impact on Noel whatsoever. No, 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 <laughs> Jesus. So I was brought home uh, on, on the Friday night. Um, but, no, nah, listen, it, it was great crack and, and I, I would highly recommend anyone to get over. Yourself and Elaine, even for, you know, a, a break Me and Reggie. for three or four days. Um, it really is a pretty city and the food was great as well. Um, Tell really us how Tinder show. went. That's what we all want to know. Rubbish, absolutely crap. Why? I don't know. I just—I really don't know. Have you been using? I must have swiped. I'd say a thousand people, and I got about two matches. This is bullshit. We're gonna have to open up a Gmail and get mm. people to start emailing. Their I'm deleting. I actually am deleting it. It's so, a lot of rubbish. So you'd be open to us starting up a Eurobash Gmail. Yeah. So maybe people can, you know, we can source dates for you. Do it. And uh, or you can well, say, well, I'm actually thinking about Love Island now. After I don't even saw my picture on. Thank you on the for beach. the recall on Love Island. What the hell are you watching Love Island for, my friend? Elaine doesn't even watch. My girlfriend doesn't even watch that it's, shit. I just think. It's funny. No, you don't. You love it. It is. No, it's not. I think the girls, some of the girls are pretty hot, but I'm just sort of going, I, I just look at these lads and I go, what are you doing, lads? I, I started to watch for a cringe factor. I don't know. It's a bit weird. Of course, former Bellator ring girl, something or other is in there now at the moment. Yeah, What's she's her not name? really doing Ireland. Any, uh, any, any, um, she's from Longford, isn't yeah, she? she What's her name? Maura. Maura, yeah. That's Higgins. Yeah, yeah she, was, she did the Bellator Dublin card here. Yeah. Um, not doing herself um, not doing herself uh, her well, family like, this is what I don't like about this like mm. they're putting people in there and you're launching a career basically in there so the more headlines you create the better you're going to be when you come out of it yeah. like the more endorsements the more recognisable mm. you're going to be so surely everyone's just in there making shy of themselves I can't really imagine her dad's too proud some of the things she was saying the other night can you give me an example no I don't even want to get into it is she's it, Irish was pretty, it? pretty just derogatory like Derogatory, like yeah, she was being sexual, ex- like some oh, just some words she some was saying, stuff. just pretty disgusting, like not not becoming of a lady, should we say, Mister Carroll, if you know what I mean. But right. no, listen, um, great fun. Stayed on for a few extra days. Went to the beach. Um, got in the Atlantic, freezing cold, man. Holy shit! I've been in the in the sea now in quite some time. Oh, I was I got in. It was beautiful. Though. It was I like the Channel Mother Ocean, refreshing. And like Diego Sanchez. Then we went up the coast a little bit. We drove for an hour up to Via de Condo. Beautiful little town boats and shit coming in and really really nice chilled out um, your friend Mossy didn't seem too happy with you making Instagram stories with him yeah because he was a grump he didn't look happy and I began to feel sorry for him as the as the week wore on no, no, I, if, if you know Anton about you know he's John's brother he must be a legend then <laughs> two legends oh Jesus respect um, to the Elliots John was even giving out about him so yeah John's yeah. not a man to give out about anyone yeah that's, well, there you go my god well but no, siblings will be siblings. Great spot. Um, probably need a holiday after, though. It's one of those ones. You just always need holidays. No, I wish. Listen, sure, what's life, man? What's life? <laughs> one big holiday. What's life? So what did you get me? I brought you back some beautiful uh, alcohol uh, from Porto. What did you get me? I, I brought you back uh, my laptop in one piece. Wow. Can you believe that, guys? Wow. Just leave that awkward silence there for a second. Well, I'll get you something next No, week. no, no, it's okay. You didn't I've, think about me. You didn't think about it. It's fine. It's fine. 
I no. didn't have a, I didn't have a bag to check. No, it. it's I couldn't even bring my dad no, port. No, no, I had to buy him no. port from Super Value and pretend it was from it. Porto. Don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. That's very hurtful. <laughs> All the way from Japan, he hasn't even drank it yet. It's disgusting. Um, I went for a walk in the park today with Reggie. Um, and there's army all over Hartstown Park, guards everywhere. What do you do? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, wow, Blanche, everyone's getting stabbed. Sorted out, lads. Any yeah, increase the peace. Any gang members listening to this, please stop stabbing each other. It's not cool. Jesus Christ, man! Is it it's just terrifying. an Irish? Like I sometimes think it is just an Irish thing. Like. I don't know, man. Lads getting fucking stabbed, man. There's four. There's something like four in the last week in. in Look, I just think, think. I just think in Ireland and the UK we're just a bit. I don't know. Like other cities got like poor. Like, I didn't see anything happen, but yeah, it's even mad, in like, Stockholm. That's like even if people look threatening, they're doing shit to you. Like they aren't. Yeah. They aren't actually gonna do anything. But in Ireland, it's like someone's looking threatening. Probably gonna do something. And all the, <laughs> and, and, and all the scary and all the scary people in Porto were at England shirts on. So when you <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> Bottles going over my head. Yeah, um, let's. I, I get worried about this kind of stuff. Obviously, I have a knees yeah. growing up in the yeah, area. Yeah, it's man, bad, man. All that stuff. It's. I'm one down the road a few weeks ago here in yeah, Churchtown. You know, it's crazy, man. It's just like I, I just think it's because the country's in shite. Everyone stops, starts acting like shit. Like, and it's just the way yeah. it is, unfortunately. Yeah, it's but, um Increase the peace. Increase the peace, my loves. Uh, great to have you back. I feel safer in Ireland because you're home, Noel. Um, <laughs> is there any chance? That you could grow your moustache back now. That you've had such. I had a really big beard till like two days ago. But you had a horrendous look off. on Tinder. Is it time to maybe bring back the? Stash? No, it's time to delete Tinder. Ariel Hawani has asked for it to come back. Uh, Abby from MMA. I, I think Ariel would look over the sash. I think he's probably rocked it at some. Now he's nah. always had the the beard. I guess yeah. isn't it? Yeah, little well, bone fluff. He's got a he's got a solid beard. Does he? Yeah, he's got nah, a solid beard. A solid beard. He's got a good hairline too. Could do. I'm actually about shaving my head. You I used think, to have that. Yeah, I used to do it the whole time. When you were in your former glory as a rugby yeah, player, I saw I, you. I think, yeah. When you were the tallest player in your team. I think I might do it again. I'm just getting fed up of having hair. What about a face tattoo? Yeah, I think I might get the Mike Tyson one next. Yeah, something like that. Or maybe a Celtic inspired one look rather tough, than a Maori one. Look tough and then uh, try and get in Sky News. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Spit on a few people. Yeah, and everyone's talking go. about Paulie you. Manalaji. But there we are, the gruesome twos from our back. We're very tired. We've loads to watch this weekend, so watch it. Yeah, and um, we'll be back to here. Even if you, you don't like the concept of what Bella tore doing on Sky or Bare Knuckle just FC, r- record it. No, forget Bare Knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> just record, hit the record button because that will turn on your machine and they'll say you're viewing it. Just, yeah. need, just keep watching the shit, lads. We need every vote counts, as Paddy Hillen says. Thank you very much. We love his loads. Here's a big kiss. And from Noel, lovely. Thank you. Love yous. Bye bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 